It's seven-minute abs. Not eight-minute abs. Seven-minute abs. Is, is something about Mary on your list, Griffin? Uh, yes. Yeah, it is. Get to it. All right, please. There's, there's so many movies. Each get, week, I'm moving a different get, one to the top. Get to it. All I can think about- I miss one week and, or two weeks, uh, and uh, you're speaking in a language I don't even understand. Did you never what see is- There's Something About Mary? Yeah. You remember when Harlan Williams, the hitchhiker, right. is trying to pitch Ben Stiller oh, right. the spoil idea it, of okay. Got it. Got seven-minute abs. Got it. Got That's it. all I could think about last night when Ken Francis came into our lives. <laughs> I could only think that he was Harlan Williams selling me seven-minute abs. Well, he's hooked, he's hooked somebody. He's, oh, like. he's all on, all in. Yep. He's a believer. Good morning. It is Glenn don't, Clark Radio. Don't we have something we could pitch uh, Lamar on? Yeah, try to get in on How that. About the Lamar meter? Right. You want to be, oh my God, we could make he the, could enti- be, the entire gym the entire could be the presenting sponsor of the Lamar meter. The Lamometer, yeah. Well, I'm all in. I'm all in. Stan the fan is here. He's back after a did couple of weeks. Did you miss me? I did, 100%. It's great to have you back, as always, my friend. Yeah. Um, we got a lot to do on a Friday edition of the program. Uh, coming up a little bit later on, Mike Greenberg from ESPN is going to join us. His new book is called Got Your Number. I, I have to admit, there is some, some great... So the bit is that he took every number from 1 to 100 and assigned it to a player. And for a little while, I thought it was just jersey numbers, and all of a sudden, it goes off the rails. Oh, I didn't and, see that part. Oh, yeah. You get a few... Because like, I was really angry about 8, you know? Right. And then I find out that he assigned number 95 to Cal Ripken because it was 1995 when he broke the record. Oh, everybody, uh, so everybody and, and so, calls him old number 95. Right, like it's a little weird in yeah. that way. It's a bit I, weird. I had one major problem right off the bat. Am I right? Number, 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 number seven number, was Bobby Hull. That Was it seven or... Which one was Hull? I thought, but he didn't have he didn't have Mickey Mantle at seven. No, and he had Joe DiMaggio over Brooks, and like well, I get it, I get it, I get it. But I was Mr. still Coffee, right? But you couldn't have then come up with something with Brooks, yeah. for the number of like uh, gold glove 70. awards, like yeah, seven, something like that, right? That yeah. was her name, MVP, one hundred percent. You couldn't have done that for Brooks at some point. Um, look, we'll deal with it with Mike yeah. Greenberg. It's yeah. I, it, it's it's a fun it's, it's a fun it's for this it's for yeah. silly debate yeah. nonsense and for you to put on your coffee table and then we'll talk to him about some. Are you bl- saying Lamar. Mike Greenberg is silly? I think that's that what I of, heard. Some of this is silly, <laughs> and I think I would be willing to say that to him. Yeah. Now, some of it was straight up. Fifty-two was Ray Lewis, right? Nineteen yeah. was John Unitas. There was. You know, some of them were, were quite straight up. Others were really cockamamie. I, I thought Fred Lynn was going to be 19. That would have made um, yeah, no, no sense. sense at yes, all. at all. None at all. All right. Um, so, yes, we will get to Mike Greenberg. Also, later on in the show, former NFL agent Rick Schaefer. We will get his thoughts on his. I want to. Good timing to have him. I want to pose this question to him. If if he were hired today. Right. How does he fix this? Right. How does this get fixed? What's the next step? If he gets you... a piece of the uh, equipment of the business. entire gym, I think you're right about that. Uh, Debbie Antonelli from ESPN, maybe the hardest working woman in show business. She just did the men's tournament last weekend for CBS. Um, she had Miami and somebody else during the course of that, and so we'll talk about that. But really, we're going to talk about Maryland Notre Dame tomorrow that she'll have for ESPN in the Sweet 16. So. A lot to do on the program today, but Stan, uh, today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com, the Toyota Tacoma. Not Dunkin' Donuts? Well, for you, Stan is brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Uh, although it took you 
See, are you happy about it? Because I heard you had to go to multiple locations. Yeah, I I don't know what the corporate issue is there, but right. they didn't have the memo over at Gotta uh, get to the, bottom of the one here on Joppa Road. Right. I had to drive all the way over into the heart of Towson. This is ridiculous. After going. And there. on a rainy day, on too. On a rainy day. Everybody yeah. loves a trip to York Road, though. Yeah. Of course, know. the rainy day also ruined me as I was coming. As I try to, I don't, People don't understand where I live. It is a very long time before I see a two-lane road. Like it is just nothing but one lane road until basically I you get live in West Virginia. Don't you? Essentially, yeah. until I get to Towson, I don't see a two lane road. So all it takes when there's a rainy day is one person that's and going slow. My day is ruined, ruined. And that was, again, the case. Um, today's show is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and by Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. So you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Have you ever tried to get into that parking lot at 201 York Road? I know what you're Duncan referring to. to. It, it, it yeah. is today. I had to wait like about four minutes for behind a, a police car and another car that were turning in there waiting for people to back their cars i mean it's just the worst designed parking lot you should have tried to go to the dominoes that's right across from it that is the worst that parking lot is like maybe maybe like five feet wide than longer than a car there's no way to turn around it's on on falls road in mount washington there is a pizza bowlies that doesn't actually have a parking lot there's like Four well, it's a de- it's a delivery place actually, right? Yeah. But, but people do go there to pick right up right before the Kelly Avenue Bridge. And yeah. what happens is, if you're going there to pick up, you just sit in the middle of the road. Just the hazards <laughs> on, and everybody behind you that's trying to move along with their day gets screwed in the process because the next lane is the turn lane, and everybody's waiting at the turn lane to turn left. Do you know where you turn about about a tenth of a mile past that on the, you know the pizza bowl is yeah. on the right. Yeah, that place you turn in to go to Whole Foods. Uh huh. There's a place in there, but way before you get to to Whole Foods, that's got coffee milkshakes Ooh. that are absolutely incredible. Oh, I'm willing to. I can't have any anymore. Say it's, How's it's the parking funny. situation? Yeah, right. Parking <laughs> situation there's great. That's yeah. going to make my decision as to whether or not I might eventually visit it. Time for a Lamar meter update, and Lamar. it is definitely the weirdest one yet. There is no question about that. Who, who move, does that move electronically overnight? Yes. Oh, a lot, lot going on. It's a very technologically advanced concept. Someone attempted the other day to create like a digital <clears throat> Lamar meter for me I didn't see that. that I could move on Excel, and I said, "No, no, no! You don't get the campiness. Is the point? You yeah, don't understand. It's a charm. To yes, this. correct. Yeah. It's supposed to be like this." Um. I, 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 boy, this is so weird. Like, this is so, so is this weird. set for the number? It no, is? we haven't moved oh, it. Oh, yeah, we're, moved? About, we're gonna move it okay. in a minute. Well, we might, you know, maybe we'll leave it at the right. same number. Right. Um, I'm trying to do my best to not overreact to anything on the last 24 hours because I know that we are in bizarro land. But the idea that Lamar Jackson met this guy who was hawking a gym and said to him, hey, guy, why don't you go about handling is still, to me, a bridge too far. As bizarre as this scenario has been, as much as we think Lamar Jackson has had missteps in this process, the idea of meat person selling you a a product and then you say to this guy, 
you go call, you know, 32, 31. I, 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 it's just, I'm really struggling with it. I well, had, it made it sound like he wasn't calling the teams per se. He was calling personnel at different teams and, that he knows and that he probably tried to hook into the gym business. exactly what yeah. I felt. Yeah. I felt way more like the like strength and conditioning coach. He has, rela- somehow he got connected with Lamar. So yeah. he's connected to some folks. Yeah. And decided to go about calling them and why hey, while I have you on the phone, where are you guys at with Lamar? <laughs> I don't know if you know, we're partners now. Where are you guys at? So Lamar comes out, denies that the guy is negotiating a contract for him, and we can laugh at that and we can but I I I tend to believe that. I don't actually believe that this guy was on the phone with the general man, Chris Ballard of the Indianapolis Colts, attempting to negotiate a contract. No, I don't I, believe that. I don't believe that for a second. Now, it's still hilarious. It's still embarrassing. I still don't know exactly what the thought process is. And it certainly plays to the people that think that Lamar might be feeling desperate in this process because it hasn't unfolded the way that he wanted to. Does it change anything about the practicality of the situation? I don't know. He's he's becoming, to me... And you know where I've stood on this for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sort of I, I'm I'm so over him. Um, it's become it's become to me uh, he he looks less and less like the guy I want leading my football team. He his decision making in all of this. I'm a big believer. You make decisions in life mm-hmm. that might reflect how you play on the football field a little bit. You know. I just do not like his decision-making at all. He has not looked like the guy that I want as the face of my franchise. I'd like to see the Ravens move on from him. Uh, I don't know, so, though. They're so, in an odd place. And let me, let me ride with that for yeah. a second, because the second part of what you said, I, we don't we don't <clears throat> inherently agree about the first part, but I'm willing yeah. to listen to it. Like I definitely think there has been silliness involved. But even if you accept the premise of that, what is that next part? The, the Ravens have tied themselves. There is no plan B here. Yeah. There is no other option. There's nothing else they can do. They actually cannot trade him. Like people keep talking about trading him. Somebody has to agree to an offer sheet right. before that would even be an option. Right. They would have to get someone else to put an offer sheet in that they match that then they could start they trade They can't even trade him now for less than the, the what they would they, get. They could if that person if that team puts an offer sheet in okay that you have to have you you cannot trade an asset that technically he hasn't even signed the the tag you don't have there's no backup plan here there's no you're not gonna be able to draft a quarterback at 22 what about andy dalton I guess I'm it ready. Could be. I'm ready for wow. him. I'm ready for two wow. seasons of Andy Dalton Stan. as they bring somebody else in. Stan. Oh, the guy no. won five Stan. games for the New Orleans Saints. No, he does have it. that going for him, yeah. which is that. And think about all the great receivers he'd have here in Baltimore right. to throw the ball right. to. That would really help improve upon that. Maybe A.J. Green will come back out of retirement. Maybe A.J. Green will come out of retirement and run around for 200 yards next season. Maybe he could do that. They have, the, like, even if you're in that place. And you're not alone. There are definitely yeah. other people who yeah. feel the I'm just done I'm I want to move right. on from Lamar to what? 
Move, they, the Ravens have taken themselves out of the running for I anything else. I could become else. a Commanders fan. Yo, you would just give up on the Ravens yeah. altogether. Yeah, that's, that's wow. where I'm wow. going. Yeah. That is a bold decision, my friend. Well, Who did the Commanders it, pick up? They they've got, got a Jacoby Brissett. Is yeah, that's, answer. Uh, that's, that's your guy. That's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. A nice, you'd, you'd like to have an organization with some stability for a change. Is what exactly. You're exactly. That's why you've become a Commanders guy. Um, I hear you. I trust me. I hear what you're saying. I just don't. I don't think there's a plan B. Yeah. They have gone all the way in on this. They have said we're matching whatever anybody puts out on the table. They have structured their cap. They have not signed a single player. They haven't improved their team at all. They have sold everything out in favor of we have to have Lamar Jackson. So that even if you're like Stan and you've gotten to a place where you're over Lamar Jackson, they can't be. Even if they get scared off by Joe Francis's brother. I don't think that's the case. I'm pretty sure this guy's not related to Mr. Girls Gone Wild, but it wouldn't surprise me at this point. Even if they got scared off by it, there's not a damn thing they can do about it. They, It's this or don't have a quarterback. It's this or just give up. I, I, I don't know what the idea would be. So what do I do about this? Start talking about the Orioles. Yeah, but there's that. <laughs> there's that. So what, so what is the Lamar meter? I feel like... The premise so alone. So it's basically at 100 because there's nothing they can do about it. Oh, there's always still silliness that can come into play. Somebody, I had somebody else reach out to me and said, why isn't the number 90%? There's no other plan here. Right. And there's two things that can happen still. Still what can happen is, as I keep trying to tell you, there could still be a team that gets desperate after the draft that doesn't draft a quarterback and suddenly says, oh, my God, we're really going to go into a season with Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter as our quarterbacks and be irrelevant for a year. Right. There's still that possibility. The Colts, somebody trades in front of them, takes the quarterback that they wanted at three, and all of a sudden they don't want to draft the guy that's sitting there at four. San By Fran's, the way, you just mentioned a guy who's available. Who's Matty, Matty Ice. Matt Ryan is available. Yes, that could be your answer, Stan. That could be I'd what rather you, have Joe Flacco. You, number you're going to go sit two. in the stadium in November next year where it's 10 degrees outside to watch Matt Ryan try to make his way through a season. I, sounds like a hoot to me. <laughs> Sounds like a great. I'd rather race. have Joe Flacco back. Do you already just... put in for your uh, ticket renewal? Because no, I, 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 at my age now, I passed. I oh, passed you're a, you've decided no I, matter. I decided yeah. you're done. Okay, yeah. all right. So it's so, but you wouldn't change your mind if it was Matt Ryan. Then I'm, you I'm might still a Raven to... fan. If if Matt Ryan was my quarterback, I'm. But all, you're you're back in. I'm all back of a sudden, in. you're going back, back to who'd you, who'd you pass? Who'd you pass them on to? I'll buy them on a weekly basis. Okay, all right. There we go. Get out of premium, Matt Ryan. I feel like as a policy, if the Globo Gym guy enters into my life, I have to drop the meter, right? Like, I don't care if even by practicality, I still can say. But the, the, but the Lamar meter is supposed to represent the chances of him yes, coming back or where the fans. No, it's the, the likelihood that he's the quarterback for week one of the season. I think the way that I'm reflecting this is yeah. this is such a bizarro level that it does open up all of the bizarro possibilities that we've had out there. Like, if you're telling me that there's no way Lamar Jackson's going to hold out, sure, but I thought there was no way that Globo Jim guy would be out there negotiating for Lamar Jackson either. I think we have to recognize that whatever we think might happen in this process, we have no freaking clue 
what might happen in this process. I'm looking at the Lamar meter now. You've done a great job at getting the branding of Press Box. Yes. Branding of the Glenn Clark radio give, show. Give John Colson credit for that. But how about how about the other things that you do during the week? Oh, you want me to put you know, something like play-by-play, like play, like Stevenson, Loyola and logo. Loyola logo. Let's max out. Let's. That's what we can do with the Lamar well, meter. Well, we were pretty close to having a corporate sponsor for the Lamar meter. Uh, Lamar, it, yeah. Unfortunately, that one fell apart. But we're was working it, was on it. Was it Mr. Francis's? Uh, I don't believe it was the entire gym, although I would love that. Oh, my God. God, I would love if that was the case. In fact, I'd almost be willing Why don't to give you it to him. Try and get him as a guest for, on the for, show. Well, we did. <laughs> for what it's worth, we did reach out to Mr. Francis last night. Yeah. And unfortunately, I've not heard back to this point. We'll keep you updated. Um, he also has denied that he was involved in any of sort course. of negotiation. He, he had no. Sixty-four. It, it'll be interesting. Sixty-four. Today we've got. You should definitely in the tweet reference my Globo Gym. Okay, thing. like by as as policy. Once the Globo Gym <laughs> guy enters my life, I have to drop the number down. It, the, the timing couldn't be better though to have Rick Schaefer on. We can talk to him a little bit about why why it is that you can't have an uncertified agent. Yeah, yeah. You know. And again, I I have to be careful. I still don't believe that this guy was actually working in an agent capacity for Lamar James. No, but he but, definitely was working in some capacity some, offhanded comments or, or what that or it got he, back to the league. Or he believed he had the ability. I, I, There's still a part of me that thinks that this guy overstepped. That this guy, Lamar Jackson said, I'll partner with you for this product. We'll do that. And By this the way, guy, you know I don't have a contract right now. Right. You know, I'm... And, I'm working and, feverishly and on that. And this guy took it and ran with it and right. said, I'm going to talk to, to your point, the guy that I know in Detroit. Right. Um, about right, they've the, got Joe Goff, you know, yeah, Jared Goff. Jared yeah, Goff right. He's horrible. And while I'm on the call, hey, where you get, what are you hearing? Right. What are you hearing from your front office about where where is that at? Because, you know, we're fishing around here. 64 is where the Lamar meter goes. And I'm 64. 64. And what I, was it last Friday? Uh, last Friday. Roughly. Then, roughly. No, last at, at last week it was in this until the statement from Demora Smith last Friday. Right. The number had been consistently in the 70s. Okay. And yesterday it was 69. And what did DeMar, I'm sorry, I was DeMar sick. DeMar Smith we, came out very aggressive. Yes. We were at 74% last Friday. Yeah, last we, were, Friday. We, were, yeah. we were, you know, trending that way. Right. But DeMar Smith was the first time that you really started thinking about whether or not Lamar was up to fight. Right. Right? Like, was, because DeMar Smith came out very strongly about collusion and very strongly about. Okay. And it just made you think, like, maybe Lamar Jackson is willing to fight. Like, won't just. Like, will be the Colin Kaepernick of this. this. Bill Roden, our friend Bill Roden, wrote about the idea of him being football's Kurt Flood, right? Right. Like, and and that's something that I have kind of thrown out there from time to time. But the DeMar Smith comments were the first time that we really. And then this idea that Lamar, by the way, when's that video coming out? (laughs) How are we doing on that? Lamar teasing some interview last week that we still haven't seen a week later, which is, oh man, that's, it's all bizarro world. We're living in bizarro world, but the Ravens have tied themselves to bizarro world at the exact same time. So what we do about that, I have no earthly idea. And I don't know, like, that's the, the other part of this, Dan. I do wonder at some point, like when they all get together over in the room, what they're feeling over there. Because for a little while we were saying, look how brilliant they look. They they played their hand perfectly, right? Like they perfectly played the hand that they knew there wasn't going to be a fully guaranteed offer out there for Lamar Jackson. They knew that they would have the ability to match any offer that did come. No offers have come in. The market has moved itself right back to them. But now we're living in, in mm-hmm. Globo Gym world. Mm-hmm. Now we're living in – like. I, 
how do you think it feels right now if you're Eric DaCosta and you're Steve Bashotti and you haven't been able to add a player at all during the course of this process? We did see yesterday that uh, Baltimore native Adrian Amos is visiting the Ravens. I like Adrian, but you know he's a little bit deeper into his career, and I don't know if he's still the exact same player. Could he be a, an element of Chuck Clark in the, for this defense? Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Perhaps he could do something similar to that. But to this point, they have signed no one. No one. No one. They have in no ways improved their football team, which I think we all believed. And be- this is not a year that they've got like 10 or 11 picks. They've got, they've got five, five draft picks. picks. Yeah. Five draft picks to work with. They're worse without Chuck Clark. They It looks less and less likely like Calais Campbell. He's going to visit the Falcons. Right. It's, there's still a possibility that he's just waiting out Lamar Jackson news. I, I have no doubt if I'm Calais Campbell at the end of my career, I would far prefer to be with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore than to be in Atlanta with Taylor Heineke. Like, if if the point of it gets in contention... Has he signed with the Falcons? No, he just visited the okay. Falcons. Like, and I don't think that's where he would want to... I can't believe for a second that's where he would want to be unless he heard something that they're going to be the team that ends up with Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Why would you want to... If the only thing that you have to do in your career is try to win a Super Bowl, why in God's name... Would you be signing in Atlanta where they don't have anything to suggest that they have a chance to win a Super Bowl? So maybe it could still work out with Calais Campbell, but every day that goes by, it looks less likely. They're a worse football team on the whole today than they were with a healthy Lamar Jackson last season. Is there any chance, like, in the next couple of weeks we could – Above the Lamar meter, yeah, you want we to could have another? the Ravenometer. Let's see how. The, just, just I'm trying to guess how, how, how many Eric wins. DeCosta. How many wins? Okay, the all right. Now I'm listening on that. Yeah. I'm listening on the Rave. Let's get a corporate sponsor for the Lamar meter first, and uh, then we pitch the corporate Dunkin sponsor. Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, look, man, I'm all in. I'm all. You know, you'll be responsible for setting the Lamar meter next Friday. Yeah. Because I'm not here. Oh, my goodness. Are you nervous about the responsibility? Oh, I haven't slept. Uh, since know. I just told you that. Yeah, yeah correct. I haven't slept since haven't then. I haven't slept since then at all. Yes, Stan will be responsible. I have my fantasy baseball draft. I have been. Now, when is I that? Got is that Sunday? Sunday. Okay. I got sick when I got, like, I when got you, sick when, when I got back When you look at your fantasy Florida. baseball team, I don't no, blame no, you. No, 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 no. <laughs> not yet. Not yeah, yet. Yeah. That'll come by about May 1st. But I, I got sick, and I've closeted, and Jane got sick. I, unfortunately, I gave her whatever I had. So we've been sleeping apart, and I've been closeted in in just doing research. You've been and, kind of been turning into Howard Hughes a little bit. Yeah, you've a little pe- bit. You've been peeing yeah. in bottles. Yeah, yeah. You've been doing the whole well, thing. Well, I always have done well, that. Well, okay, fair enough. <laughs> right. I mean, look, man, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock what it is that you're into. Yeah. All you can think about is yeah, your the, fantasy the baseball. The meter. The PM. That's where we are. How many bottles did Stan fill yesterday while he was thinking about fantasy baseball? Yeah. Boy, I don't have, have time to go to the bathroom. I have got, to. I've got. You got to study do. up, man. Yeah. You got to figure out if uh, if this is the year where you've got to draft. I don't even know who. And, and it's a big week for me because the power rankings come out. It is a big Monday. week. It yeah. is a big week. We're gonna get into that a little bit later on in the show. All right, um, let's 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 go back. This just to wrap up because I don't have a whole lot more to say about right. Ken Francis. I I just I I hope his gym product is lovely. I hope it works out for him. I hope that Lamar didn't sink a fortune into this thing only to lose it at that point. But we'll wrap up that thought because I don't. I really and truly don't believe there's a whole lot more to be said about it until there is. I think it was the shock of everything yesterday that kind of, you know. I'm going to give you the same question I'm going to give Rick Schaefer later. How do you fix this? 
Well, you know, it again, it, it depends. It depends upon. At the end of the day, it depends upon Steve Bashotti and what he, what his. You just have to wonder what he is thinking, and whether he is privately seething that he's got to deal with this nonsense. I mean, he's a guy who has been the steward of what was a really solid, well-respected organization when he purchased it. And I would think you'd agree that the Ravens have only enhanced that reputation up until, up until, frankly, up yeah, until there this. Have been, there have obviously been moments. Yeah, I mean, the Ray there, Rice, the handling was, of Ray Rice was horrendous. Was horrendous. There's no question um, about it. And and look, they have dodged what, what in, in any other offseason yeah. would be a massive scandal with the Steve Saunders stuff. Like, the, the way that this has worked out for them, that it died three days later because we all went right back to just talking about Lamar Jackson 24-7, yeah. could not have benefited them anymore because nobody is – Next week, when the owner meter, owner, owners' meetings go on, I don't know that anybody's going to even bring it up with Steve Bishotti because nobody cares three weeks later. And there are still a lot of questions that you would need to have answered there. I've wondered aloud if it's poisoned Lamar's relationship. Like, if we go back and look at last season and Lamar says, dude, there's a reason why I'm not going back out on the field. It's because I don't trust you. And everything that we have seen from every other player that has been around this guy would back that up would say, yeah, that makes sense that you don't trust what they're telling you because no one did in this franchise. No one trusted their return from injuries with this dude. So there's a lot there that's not being dealt with because it all gets covered up. But, yes, for the most part, aside from those little blips, I agree. Yeah, yeah. But, but basically from a player standpoint, like Roquan Smith came into town and – there wasn't all this drama with Roquan Smith. I mean, I know it's lesser dollars, you know, on on the grand scale of things, but he doesn't have anything negative to really say about the Ravens. He was here about seven or eight weeks, and he was, I'm, I'm all in, mm-hmm. you know. That's true. So that's, that's the reputation this franchise had. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that it has that same reputation right now, you know. I don't know how much of it is a reflection on them. Yep. You know, it's it's a weird. I don't I don't know what makes what it makes other people to think about, but but boy, it's not. But good. I remember you remember the story, and we may have talked about this three weeks ago when I was last here. You remember the story when when Masson used to have the Ravens ancillary TV yep. stuff, sure. And the the story that goes there is that Dick Cash showed up to negotiate with Peter Angelos yep. to continue the deal. And he goes, where's, where's Steve? And Dick Cass said, uh, Steve doesn't negotiate. I negotiate mm-hmm. for him, and I want to deal with Steve only. Correct. And what ended up happening is Peter Angelos pulled the plug on the deal with uh, Masson. Mm-hmm. You know, why is – this is a significant enough issue that I don't know. Or where is Sashi Brown on this? In other words, it's all sort of – Left up to the relationship of Eric DaCosta has this great relationship with Lamar, and that relationship hasn't pr- proven fruitful to getting a deal done. Isn't it time to bring somebody else into the negotiations? And, and, bring and, Ron Shapiro into right. the negotiations. And maybe it's possible that privately they've had and they've just attempted to keep it, you know, hush hush in right. order to. I don't know, but you're right, and I understand that concept. And All you right. wonder if it would have gotten to this point if Ozzie Newsom was the it's a, was it's the a front person. Fair in question the deal. to ask. It's a fair question. 
We will talk about other things this morning. We're going to talk some baseball. We're going to talk a uh, little women's basketball. And by the way, there were two incredible games last night. My God. The Kansas women's State. Women's basketball? No, no, oh. not last night. They didn't play any last night. The Kansas State-Michigan State game last that night was, a great was classic. I, I am so Just furious it couldn't have gone an hour longer. And then the UCLA Gonzaga game. Thought we were gonna get another extra, it looked, some more extra well, basketball. It, it, on that it one. looked like it was gonna be a blowout. Then it looked like it was gonna be a blowout the other way. And then all of a sudden, it ended up being, I mean, edge of your seat, thrilling. Um, we're gonna talk uh, Maryland women's basketball next with Debbie Antonelli. Today's show brought to you by Bet Fred and PressBoxOnline.com/offers. Bet Fred is Maryland's newest sports book. It's now up and running, just in time for March Madness. Bet fifty dollars. And get up to $1,111 in bonus Fred bets. But you got to go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers for bet Fred specials and other great sign-up deals. This is Glenn Clark Radio. Stand the fans here. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers started over $60,000 and over $64,000 for lateral officers with $10,000 signing bonuses available. Plus, cadets started over $32,000. Great benefits are available like medical, dental, and vision insurance, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days per calendar year with no limit, career advancement to more than 20 specialized units, and more with further incentives for military service members and veterans. A passion for service, a career for life, with the Baltimore County Police Department. Find out more at joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. Must be a United States citizen, have a valid driver's license and a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles phenom Gunnar Henderson, breaking down how he was able to become the top prospect in baseball at such a young age and what could be next in his first full MLB season. Also inside, we meet lacrosse players from the men's and women's college programs across the state, and Bo Smoka breaks down another year wide receiver issues for the Ravens. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Have you experienced hardship due to COVID-19 and want to start a new career path? Look no further than CCBC. Starting in March, CCBC offers short-term career training programs like real estate sales. And the best part, funding is available for those who qualify. Real estate sales is a lucrative career that can provide a stable income and flexibility. With CCBC's real estate sales program, you'll learn everything you need to know to get started in this exciting field. Call us at 443-840. 2222 or ccbcmd.edu to learn more. CCBC Real Estate Sales. Your new career starts now with funding available. 443-840-2222 or ccbcmd.edu. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Starts your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Check out PressBoxOnline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. All right, back in here on GCR. Stan the Fan Charles is here on a Friday edition of the program. Gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit. Stay within it. Remember that if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Stan, our next guest, really the busiest woman in show business at this point. She will be on the call tomorrow morning, 11.30 a.m. is the tip time for Maryland and Notre Dame on ESPN. That should be a barn burner. Oh, my God. The first time they got together is one of the best games of the year. And then, you know, all she's doing, she's been working the, the men's tournament last weekend. She's got the Final Four coming up. She's doing everything. She's not negotiating for I Lamar Jackson. I don't believe Jackson. that she's negotiating okay. for Lamar Jackson. But if she can help, we will absolutely enlist her services. She is Debbie Antonelli, and she is with us now here on GCR. Debbie, it's Glenn and Stan in Baltimore. It's so great to catch up with you. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Listen, you guys, I am so happy to be on with you. I'm so excited about this time of year, and I can tell you guys are too, and this should be a heck of a game tomorrow between Notre Dame and Maryland. Well, Debbie, we, you know, I, I remember coming in here the morning after the first game and just raving about how it was one of my favorite basketball games that I had watched in some time, not just because of Diamond Miller's buzzer beater, but because there was no separation between these teams for the entirety of the game. Like, nobody was leading by more than two scores at any point in the course of the game. It was as back and forth as it can get. Is it possible that this game tomorrow could live up to the standard of their first meeting out in South Bend? Oh, I definitely believe so, and I was on the call for that game the first time, so I did experience exactly what you're talking about, the exhilaration of the product being the narrative and two really good teams battling it out. Um, I absolutely believe it could be, but, you know, both teams have changed significantly since that time. Notre Dame has lost their starting backcourt to injury. They have gone to playing big on the front line, and one of the areas that Maryland beat Notre Dame in in that matchup in November was on the glass, so it should be interesting to see who can control the tempo. Maryland wants to use their speed and make it fast. Notre Dame needs to slow it down and play a little bit more efficiently in the quarter court. Debbie, uh, I plead ignorance on this, but if I go to FanDuel.com right now, <laughs> would I would I be able to find a spread on, on this I, game? You can, yes. There is a spread. Okay. For sure. I can yes, I know on the ESPN app, on there's a, a spread uh, from Caesars for sure. And what is the spread look, in this I'm, game? I'm going to look it up. I'm so guessing I'm, Notre Dame by two. I don't think so. I think Maryland's favored in this really? game. I'll look that up. I'll try to confirm it. I okay. thought it was more like four and a half or something like that, guys, but I'm not sure. Right. I, I probably shouldn't be talking about it. <laughs> so so let, me, the game. let me ask you a question. One of, the, one of the things that has popularized a lot of men's sports, you know, basketball and baseball and football, is gambling. 
is is there much action on women's basketball games? Listen, guys, this is the next frontier in women's sports, and you need to hop on right now. I think there's definitely a demographic on sports that doesn't uh, pay attention to the women's uh-huh. game as much, but there's a chance that you can get involved right now. And uh, I think that having lines on the game is great for the sport. So I'm, an, I'm not an advocate of gambling, but I'm an advocate of the, the lines becoming part of the entertainment value of watching women's basketball. Yes, you know how it goes when you look. I live with all men. I don't even, Mike, I got three guys and a husband. I don't even know how many fantasy football teams they have during the course of the season, but I know they're paying attention to that. Well, I remember, and it, it, it's, I think it's the next frontier in women's athletics. Well, I remember when, when Baltimore got the CFL football team in the mid-90s, right before the Ravens moved here, that was a big, big issue for a lot of people back then, was that because lines, forget just gambling on them, they kind of tell you what the script of the game should be so you know if you're seeing something really remarkable happening. Those guys out there don't get it wrong very often. So if there's a, a major swing in the game, it's usually because you can hang on and pay attention because you think if you're paying attention to the spread that the game's going to come back, right? Yeah. So um, I think for – you know, I, I don't want to talk about the spread. I want yeah. to tell you about these two teams yeah, and how yeah. great they are and what a good game it's going to be. But I definitely will say this, you know, just to put a button on it, I definitely believe that this is the next area of growth in women's sports, and I think people are going to get involved because when you watch, you're paying attention. Ratings go up. When ratings go up, we have more to sell. I think it's a really important piece of growing the game. There's no doubt. Four and a half, by the way, is the number four and for and the half. record. Maryland is favored by four and a half. Debbie Antonelli is with us. Maryland, Notre Dame tomorrow morning. Debbie, the, the, I guess the, the part of this that's a little bit awkward would be can either of these teams beat South Carolina if they do go on in advance, right? Like, that is as good of a game as this is, is the behemoth that would be waiting for the winner too much for either of these teams at that point? Well, assuming that South Carolina gets past UCLA, and here's the thing, like, all year I've been talking about this. South Carolina is so good. Uh, they are dominant on the defensive end they lead the nation in so many defensive categories and they have size and they have length and they're athletic and they're deep and they got a high motor now they play with a very high motor on that end of the floor that makes it really challenging however if you have the ability to stay on the glass with them play them straight up in the post not rotate because they'll kill you on the offensive boards if you have to rotate you can't play with a double You've got to be able to play them straight up. And if you can put five scorers on the floor, multiple scorers, any good defense has to deal with rotation if you move the ball. And I think that's why both of these teams are pretty good on the offensive end. Maryland is excellent on the offensive end, 80 points a game. South Carolina averages 80 points a game. But but South Carolina's got to get past UCLA first, and UCLA moves the ball really well on the offensive end. Let me just uh, follow up that question with, you know, I always thought it was a good thing for women's basketball that UConn stopped being the, the dominant power they were for 15 years or so. But do, are, we on the, are we on the precipice of having another team that's that dominant in South Carolina right now, Debbie? I think they definitely have a dynasty going, and Coach Staley will, you know, will bypass that, saying, you know, we got to win multiple, we got to win back to back. You know, she has a whole other definition of what she thinks a, a dynasty might be, but I definitely think that they have that brewing. 
And the other thing, too, is about UConn. I mean, you, you can't discount him. I mean, he's been to 14 consecutive Final Fours. That is an absolutely ridiculous number to go along with his 11 championships. So um, they're, you know, out in Seattle, and, and they'll have a challenge out there with Ohio State. But, um, you know, it's good for the game that we can even have these kind of conversations about multiple teams because I think parity has been a cliche on the women's side. On the men's side last year, when you have Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, and Kansas in the Final Four, you don't hear anybody talking about parity. Hmm. Okay, so I don't know why we have to have that conversation on the women's side. Uh, uh, it's a it's a very good point. Obviously, none of those teams are there this year, but you make a strong point. They regularly seem to be there. Um, Debbie, if I could, how has this happened with Brenda Freeze this season? Because this team is kind of all over the place, right? Like the transfer portal, and we just talked to Brene Alexander yesterday, who's fit in so seamlessly coming in this way, but. This to to be in this position again to legitimately have a chance when this was a team that was kind of all over the place coming into the season. How was she able to do this, and what does it speak to? I mean, look, we've known how great of a coach Brenda Freeze has been for some time, but in a way, could you argue this is one of her better coaching efforts given everything that she had to deal with? I could definitely make that argument when you consider they lost eighty five percent of their scoring. Diamond was coming in with a knee injury. Faith Masonis was coming off a knee injury. And you had some new pieces that brought in actually nine new players. So if, if you needed any validation, not that Brenda needs it because right. she's won a championship. She's been multiple national coach of the year. She continues to win Big Ten championships and, and regular season and tournament titles. They're always in the mix. I think it's it just speaks to how good uh, and how seamless the personalities fit with the style of play and the portal has changed things in the game. It's not the same amount of money on the men, on the women's side as the, as the portal is involved on the men's side, but there's still the same issues about chemistry and finding the right fit and all of that. But yes, Brenda, um, you know, Brenda and I joke because I'm the chair of the national defensive player of the year for the WBCA, and she's on the committee with, with me, and she and I both love offense. Who would have thought the two of us would be talking defense? Hmm. But when you look at Maryland, they're long, they're athletic, they play up-tempo, they have multiple ways they can defend. They're going to be a handful on the defensive end for Notre Dame who's playing without their starting backcourt due to injury. To, to your point about NIL, it's hard not to think about what this team could be if they you know, only had like an Angel Reese, too, on top of everything <laughs> else. Jeez, my God, what they could be. Um, uh, Debbie, I, I, I don't, I don't want to keep you all day. I would love to get your thoughts. So we, there's one local kid that's still playing in the men's tournament. It's Anthony Walker. He's a kid from Perry Hall who's a reserve at Miami. I know you saw them last weekend. Is there any chance that they could hang with Houston tonight? And, and I, I don't think they're going to win a title. I don't think they're going to cut down the nets. But if, if especially if, like, Sasser were to be hurt, I, I'm just so rooting. I happen to go that to the same Houston high school as this kid. Oh, they're so unbelievable. unbelievable. Uh, is there any chance Oh, listen, Anthony – Oh, man, yes. Anthony played great the other night. Now, I had Miami. I've had him multiple times this year covering the ACC on the men's side on a regular basis. And on Friday, Miami played as bad as I've seen them all year. And on Sunday, they played as well as I've seen them play. And here's the thing with Jim Laranagan. You know, um, Anthony's a big piece of what they do because he's got some size. They don't have any size. Uh, Norchad O'Meara at 6'7 in the middle of the floor at the beginning of the year. Their ball screen coverages involve Norchad playing coverages like a big. Drop coverage, sitting in a gap. Now he's out there, hard hedge, ball screen, looking to trap. They have to play with speed. 
They are built for speed, and Coach Larinaga has done a great job um, playing that style and getting them up-tempo on both ends of the floor, especially on the defensive end, because it neutralizes their lack of size in the post, and, and, and therefore a big that gets on the block and posts up isn't a problem for them. See, now, Houston doesn't pose that problem, right? Houston's built in a very similar way. You've got to stay on the glass with those guys, and you can't turn the ball over. Yes, Miami can win that game, and I think that's going to be the most exciting game of the day. I, I hope you're right about that. He is a great kid. He was just on with us a couple of days ago, and I am rooting like hell for him. Uh, we will, of course, around these parts, be rooting like hell for Maryland yes, tomorrow morning against Notre Dame. I understand that you have to keep it far more neutral than that, Debbie, but we are looking forward to, uh, to this call and hopefully on the Monday night and what could be a huge showdown for the Terrapins. It's at Debbie Antonelli on Twitter, correct? That's right. You guys call me on Monday if Maryland advances. Yeah, I'd love pr- to come I, back on and break it down for you. I promise we will do that. Debbie, thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes thank for you, us Thank you, Debbie. Today. All right, guys. Have a great day. See ya. Debbie Antonelli with us here on GCR. Again, Maryland-Notre Dame tomorrow morning at 1130. Those two games last night, man, I, I am still raving about this Kansas State-Michigan State game was everything that I could ask for in a basketball game. Like, this is the beauty of the NCAA tournament. Marquise Noel... I've got about seven tidbits on him later. 19 points, 20... No, wait, hang on. The other 20, way... 20 19. points, 19 assists. It's just absurd. It's just so absolutely absurd. The number of logo threes we saw between that game and then Strouther from Gonzaga last night... They were over. They had over twenty, like twenty-two or twenty-three threes in that yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, it was it was Insane. just such a bonkers night of tournament play. I feel like coming into this weekend, everybody had separated and said Alabama and Miami, or sorry, Alabama and Houston are the two teams that can really win the championship at this point, and everybody else lines up behind that. I don't know, man. Between UConn just... UConn has played themselves into the conversation. Pounding the crap out of, you know, Arkansas last night. By the way, Eric Musselman did keep his shirt on last night. I believe last night he kept his shirt. I mean, it it was never close. I don't know how much celebrating you'd be doing. (laughs) In fact, I barely watched the game because it was never competitive. I never really flipped over at any point during the course of the game. And the other game early was so good that, like, my God, why would I be moving over? Um... I don't know. They were. I thought Gonzaga reminded you that there's still more there. If anything, the feeling was that Gonzaga had kind of disappointed during the course of the season. But remember, they beat St. Mary's in the the WCC championship by like a thousand points. They pounded them in the conference championship game. Then to do what they did last night in comeback fashion when they were left for dead, Drew Timmy scoring. Did he finish with 36? 36, 36, yeah. 36 and 13. 36 and 13. To had to come all the way back, then blow the lead, and, and then, then on, yeah. win the game is a testament to me about what they still are capable of being. It's a veteran team. Where is Timmy in terms of his NBA? Uh, oh, NBA? Yeah. It definitely got the Wizards will take in the oh, second round. Oh, God, no doubt. Oh, yeah. he does absolutely have future Wizard written all over yeah. him. Jesus Christ. And then they, and then he actually is somewhat helpful for a couple seasons. Right, right. And then they yeah. sell him in a couple of years for nothing. That yeah. definitely sm- – Yeah, as soon as he develops into being right, a Right, as soon as player. it looks like he's a guy. He seems like he's got to lose about 15, 18 pounds of what I'd call a little bit of baby, baby fat. Baby fat, yeah. And really get serious about it. But, boy, he's got some great skills. He's got and, some and monster heart. 
Oh, his heart is unbelievable, yeah. and his leadership, and sort of taking everything yeah. upon himself. Yeah. There's there's a lot to like there. Um, and I hear he's got a an a gym equipment business uh, yeah. that he wants <laughs> to start. Get in on it. You got an opportunity right now. <laughs> and then he'll start selling. Never mind. I'll get to that conversation another day. Uh, I don't know. Gonzaga looked legit to me, but I I told, said coming in like Kansas State, <clears throat> what they did late against Kentucky. When the game was on the line, they they showed a toughness that I, I didn't wouldn't have imagined that team had. And un, it's so funny how excited we are about the first year of Kevin Willard here, yeah. and like they've got a first year head coach, and they look like a team that could plausibly win a national championship. I'm not trying to dismiss Florida Atlantic, but I don't know. I don't I don't feel it at the moment. I certainly feel that Kansas that State was quite a shocker to it me. It was a shocker. I yeah. I do agree with that, and it fits into the Rick Barnes sort of career trajectory there's a lot of this yeah. there's a lot of a lot just of when like just when you win. think yeah, right. right just when you think right. e, unfortunately <laughs> not the case i don't know man i th- three of those teams last night i can't dismiss i can't connecticut connecticut State, gonzaga and kansas gonzaga, state yeah. I, all of them i believe the way that they play kansas state the way that they have not blinked in the biggest moments of games against again literally john calipari and tom izzo coach teams yeah with a first I mean, year, Izzo head coach. has an over seven hundred winning yes, percentage in, in NCAA correct. games. Yeah, and they didn't blink yeah. when Michigan State made their move last night. Yeah. I, I am blown away, and I get it. I, comparing Kansas State to Maryland is unfair because Bruce Weber retired. Like the cupboard was far more full that that Jerome Tang took over than what Kevin Willard walked into post Mark Turgeon here at right. Maryland. It's an unfair comparison to make between two first year head coaches. I I will say this about um uh, now I lost my train of thought. K right. uh, State, they they uh, no, it was about it was about um the team that beat Arkansas. UConn. Uh, UConn. No. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Houston. I'm sorry. That's what I got thrown off by. I haven't seen Auburn play that much this year, but that defensive performance by Houston in the second half of that game, if if that was all Auburn's really not that good a club, and I know they were an eight or nine seed, but if they're just a bad offensive team, that that was like an absolute clinic on defense. And it was very reminiscent of the way some of the great teams over the years, like Baylor, you know, uh, with the way they played defense. So it's interesting because we'll say things like defense wins championships, right? And then it's my my friend Patrick Stevens was tweeting about this last night. Then you get a reminder of nights like last night where. Yeah, offense helps. I mean, like, we can say that, but. three-point era of basketball like you right. need to be able to shoot the three and like my god w- was there defense in michigan state kansas state and i, I think they were trying <laughs> but the number of backdoor cuts that michigan state the, the best coach team in the tournament the number of backdoor cuts they were giving up as that game went along when you knew it was coming i i don't know that I one know. where uh, the kid looked to the coach and you know he was like communicating with the coach right. and yeah. flip oh. one in there. Wasn't the story at one point that he was chatting, that he was smack-talking Mateen Cleaves because Mateen Cleaves was in the crowd? Right. And, like, it's an undersized guard thing that, like, yeah. Noel and, and They're Cleaves, in New York City. And, right. And yeah. it's but, and so he, like, starts, run, watch what I'm about to do. Yeah. and then, By the way, they showed this crowd shot, and they were talking about how what celebrities are here or something. And I go, 
That looks like Kirk Gibson there. Was it? And it was. Oh, well, it makes then, sense. Michigan State. A, yeah, of course. About right. 30 seconds yeah. later, but he was wearing a hat with an S. Does Michigan State have uh, think they, one of their yeah. logos is the S? I think it's for Spartans. Yeah, I think they oh, do Spartans, have that. Okay. Yeah, I think they do. It S. was really cool that he was there. It is cool that he was there. Yeah. I agree with that. And I, I, I had to blame. I'm like, why would Kirk? Oh, right, Michigan State. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Of course. So baseball teams hat. Yeah, just He's probably S. very friendly Isn't, with yeah. uh, Izzo. It would make all the sense yeah. in the world if yeah. he was friendly with. In fact, is there a chance that Kirk Gibson might have had a role at Michigan State at one point? Now that I think about it, like after. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know that, but I yeah. think there is a chance that at some point he might have had a role at Michigan State. Um, tonight, you pointed out that the odds makers don't think much of these ge- being terribly competitive games this evening. On the men's side. On the men's side, yeah. yes, correct. Um, Alabama's a seven and a half point favorite. Houston's a seven and a half point favorite. Creighton, I get it, they're playing Princeton, is a ten and a half point favorite. The closest spread is Texas Xavier. Texas being a four and a half point favorite I, in that I, game. I really like uh, what. Uh, Miller's done the Sean Miller's done at Xavier. I mean, boy, they really they were impressive last week. They're very impressive. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. I I think it's fascinating. The one question that I've had is does does Houston start to feel an amount of pressure about the idea of hosting the Final Four? About that this is their ch- like does that at any point kind of creep into them? Oh my God! This is our moment. Well, I'll tell you that kind of thinking can creep into how you play offense, but defense does not take a vacation because you might choke. You don't choke on That's, defense. I'll listen to that. You know. I'll, I'll um, listen to that. My money would be on Houston right now to win the whole thing. It'll come down to you mean Kelvin Sampson. He's got to prove that you know he can keep the guys. I guess. You know, locked in for, sure. for sure. and they got to be. The and again, they need they need to be healthier than they were yeah. a weekend ago. Yeah. They need to be healthier because they were. It was a struggle. It was a slog through those two games a weekend ago. Yeah, this is offensively. Like, could could this be the best era of coaching that you think we've seen in the NCAA? Like just no, no, no. I don't think that. I mean, my, my God, we're that. We're I feel the, like we talk about. It. I feel like this. That's I understand, a lot but like we're, we're only a couple years removed from there being Jim Beheim, Roy Williams, Mike Shashevsky, Jim Calhoun, like. No, I don't think this right. is the the golden era of that at Not all. Not the golden era. I think maybe, new era. Ma- yeah, a new era. Yeah. Sure, we yeah. can talk about that. That there is a new yeah, era. Nate Oates. Yeah, Nate Oates. Absolutely. Is yeah, a, the guy at uh, K State. Jerome Tang looks Tang, like a yeah. superstar in yeah. the making for yeah. sure. I agree with that as well. Um, what did you think about a couple of the hires this week? Ed Cooley to uh, Georgetown. Rick Pitino going to St. John's. Well, uh, I have a a really uh, look. Rick Pitino is one of the great basketball coaches of no all question. time, but I wouldn't want him associated with my program whatsoever. And I think he once again proved that he's nothing more than a mercenary. Uh, for Iona to take a chance on him when he was like radioactive, and he gave him three years and he did some good things there. He's 70. How old is Rick now? 71, 72 years old? 70. I want to. S- I think he's seventy. He looks like he's about eighty through all Rick that he's Pitino been through. Pitino is now. He's seventy, even. Yes. Okay. Correct. I I just think stay where you stay where the 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 school that was loyal to you, and you can. There's nothing that he can accomplish at St. John's that he couldn't accomplish at Iona. Seriously. Well, he's a big enough name to to draw players there. Um, you know. His are so I and this, one of the things that I did not know about Rick Pitino is his obsession with the garden. Of course, we remember right. it makes sense when he took the Knicks job, right? Like, right? right. Like he, 
I, there is a little bit of that and his obsession with the Big East in general. It's funny. There was a story that came out this week. Peyton Siva, who played for him at Louisville, shared that when they played in the – because this is before Louisville joined the ACC, when right. they were still in the Big East. When they played at the Garden, Peyton Siva walked out to the floor before the game wearing flip-flops, and Rick Patino screamed at him because you don't do that here. You treat this, this the, place with yeah. respect. Right. So clearly there's an affinity there for Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. and for that that played a strong role in this. I think a couple people have said he wouldn't have left Iona had it not been the for garden. this. Now, yeah. you know, it's it's easy to say that type of thing. Who knows? I wish it, him no ill will. I just think he uh, – I thought Iona, again, took him when he was sure. radioactive. Sure. I know that do- that doesn't buy you permanence – but I, it's, look, a, they made it's a, a first job offer that they, he's they had also, since. They also made a nice hire scooping up Tobin Anderson, Fairley Dickinson coming off, obviously, yeah. that historic win. So I think they'd say they're in a pretty good place. Yeah. Um, the Ed Cooley one is interesting to me. Yeah, can, I, like, I like that hire. I love the hire. Yeah, yeah. Um, can Georgetown become Georgetown again at some point? It's, it's been a really long time. You'd still like to say there's a talent pipeline there, but unlike Maryland, there's not a broad – um, alumni base, it's not the same. It, it doesn't galvanize. You know, the, the entire state of Maryland is galvanized by Maryland basketball. Georgetown doesn't have that same type of thing. So can you create that? You don't have your own building. You're playing in a building that's far too big. Um, it makes it a little bit awkward. People are like, do I really want to drive to downtown? You know, yeah. like all of those things. There's a lot there. Can Georgetown ever be Georgetown again? I Ed Cooley's a hell of a coach, man. Yeah. He's a hell of a yeah. coach. And, and gives, Providence rebounded quickly and got a good solid hire in Kim English. It, it's a fascinating thing. I love Kim English. Yeah. But he I didn't know really him, do anything at George Mason, right? right? Like, they were meh for a couple of seasons in a down Atlantic 10. Right. I think Kim English is one of the smartest people I've ever come across. He is brilliant. And you have a conversation with him. You're like, he could be the president. He's that smart. But I don't know yet how good of a basketball coach Kim English really is. Right. I think, and I think what they're hiring is the same thing that most of us feel. He's so smart, and he's so liked that if you give him some resources, he's gonna figure it out. Yeah. And at Providence, like they're the major in a in a market, a real Providence isn't you know a major city right. in this country, but it's a real New England market. Like, it's a real market. Yeah. There's a real there's a media base there. They have their own radio stations. It's a real. There's a, a big building there. Like there's a real market there. There are resources. Well, that's the Dunkin' Donuts Arena, I think, right? I believe it is. Yeah. I My believe it team. is. My there you go. Team. Now you're big, and you got a Baltimore native coach in the team. All right. Well, since you mentioned George Mason, I mean, I, I know you were talking about it last night about oh, Ryan Odom. John, John Feinstein brought that up. Yeah. yeah, Feinstein brought up that Mason should try to go after Odom. I it does seem only, like a very oh, it's at best a lateral move, yeah. and I don't even know that it's a lateral move. I think it's a step backwards for Ryan Odom to go to Mason. I I think that Ryan Odom's not taking the yeah, George I, Mason job. Feinstein's point is well taken. I I can swear to you, Ryan Odom and his wife absolutely loved living in Annapolis. Like, there was a value of that to them mm-hmm. that would go beyond basketball things. They loved it there. But to take a step backwards after you've elevated Utah State, after you've gotten them, like, you've proven what you could do there, you're on the trajectory to a bigger job. I, I think he's one year away, maybe two, but from a significant 
job. I tend to agree yeah. with that. Like and a pit or something also, like that. I also don't think it would make sense to live in Annapolis if you had the George Mason job. Like, that's not... Right. It's Fairfax and Annapolis aren't right. close. Right. Like, you take a helicopter a, back and forth. I, you could. I don't know that they're going to provide you. I just I, I, I know what Feinstein's saying, and Feinstein certainly knows Ryan as well as anyone sure. knows Ryan. There's sure. no question about that. And I do know that this area matters. Like, he loved it here. It's a great article to write because it's a it's an opinion a strong right. opinion about something interesting but i i don't i don't see I, ryan I, taking that job i i don't either i yeah. i just don't i don't think he would have been an interesting hire for providence but i don't he think he was deemed ready for providence that's an interesting argument too right i would say he's more accomplished than kim english is like i would say he's more accomplished and more prepared than I, kim english i'd say 2 years from now he, he i i don't know the the whole hierarchy right. at tennessee mm-hmm. that could be a spot rick barnes is aging sure. sort of out you sure. know you know, he that, grew that's up, the he kind grew, of job he grew up he's in the south, yeah. and you know, knows the area well. Like I could see, I could yeah. see that being a job that he could be yeah. in play for. We'll come back in. I got some baseball topics I want to deal with with Stan. Uh, he's got his power rankings coming. I also want to talk about the World Baseball Classic and the way that I feel about it. The fact that it was a boy, that was a hell of a show the other night. I want to talk about a little bit of that with that with him as well. Today's show, hour number one, is in the books, and it was brought to you. You know what? I'll let Stan bring this one to you. You had a, a, a power meeting last night, your uh, your business show last night. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yes. It's brought to you by the, the Zoom that I did. Yes, with... this is brought to you by the Stan the Fan Variety Hour, as That's I like right. to call it. Well, we, we, uh, about two or three times a year we get together. We have a, what I call a sports business huddle. Uh, it's Mr. Stein and I host the show and we have Andy Dulwich from the left coast and Marty Conway, two of the smartest uh, sports marketing people. Uh, it's it's a competition to get a word in uh, edgewise, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's available right now. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Click on the videos tab. Go to YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline or PressBoxOnline.com slash video. You have uh, anything planned for Monday night yet? I, I think we're going to end up with Ken Singleton, ah. but I'm not sure. Well, we Got to talk to Ross today or tomorrow. We will wait that out. When we yeah. come back in, we'll talk some baseball with Stan next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Are you a diehard O's fan looking for the perfect way to show your team spirit? Look no further than Birdland Sports. Birdland Sports is a small business run by fans for fans. They offer a wide variety of unofficial O's merchandise from the Birds Are Coming tees to player cartoon shirts and more. And the best part? Their prices are more affordable than the big guys. So head to BirdlandSports.com and grab your gear today. Show your support for the Birds with Birdland Sports. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Have you experienced hardship due to COVID-19? CCBC has great news for you. We have funding available for short-term career programs like project management starting this March. Gain valuable skills to advance your career and get back on track. With CCBC's project management program, you'll learn how to effectively plan, organize, and execute projects. This is your chance to make a positive change in life. Contact us at 443-840-2222 or online CCBCM. 
mcmd.edu for more information. CCBC Project Management. Your new career starts now with funding available. 443-840-2222 or ccbcmd.edu. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles phenom Gunnar Henderson, breaking down how he was able to become the top prospect in baseball at such a young age and what could be next in his first full MLB season. Also inside, we meet lacrosse players from the men's and women's college programs across the state, and Bo Smoka breaks down another year wide receiver issues for the Ravens. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com That first sip That first bite mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night it's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers started over $60,000 and over $64,000 for lateral officers with $10,000 signing bonuses available. Plus, cadets started over $32,000. Great benefits are available like medical, dental, and vision insurance, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days per calendar year with no limit, career advancement to more than 20 specialized units, and more with further incentives for military service members and veterans. A passion for service, a career for life, with the Baltimore County Police Department. Find out more at joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. Must be a United States citizen, have a valid driver's license and a high school diploma or GED equivalent. If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com slash pressbox online and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Grindr. Wait, did I say Grindr? I don't think that you would find it on Grinder. Not that I know it's on Grinder or anything. I swear. Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. One thing we didn't mention as we were talking college basketball there, Hakeem Hart made his decision yesterday. He's going to do everything. He's going to put his name into the NBA draft. Well, he's not going in the NBA draft. So if they'll invite him out to the camps, it makes all the sense in the world. It's not important in the NBA to be able to get your shot off. Is it? Um, I think they want that, Stan. <laughs> I think that might be what they're looking for. He's it, it looks so it's, great shooter who can't create a shot. It's it's a wink wink nudge nudge thing. We're like, yeah, he's putting his name in the NBA draft, but what he's really doing is saying, hey, I'd like to go through the process and go out to those camps if somebody will invite me to them. Which is certainly no guarantee that Kim Hart will even get an invite to those camps, but. Why not? If one of them is willing to have him, if the you know the Portsmouth or one of these places is willing to invite him in, sure, go through the process. It felt way more like he was saying, I'm just not going to be at Maryland. Like, that's the only thing I know, is that it's not going to be Maryland. Maybe I'll go on and take an opportunity in Europe. Maybe I'll do that. But if I don't, I'll be going somewhere else because he simultaneously put his name into the NBA dra- draft and the transfer portal at the same time. That smells more like someone who had a conversation with Kevin Willard, and Kevin Willard said, dude, the reality is your playing time is not guaranteed next year. Like, I'm just not, I'm going to be as straight up and, and honest with you as I can be. Some of these kids that we're bringing in next year, they're probably going to take some of your minutes. 
that's just the reality of the yeah. circumstances. So it's going to go backwards a little right. bit. Right, and I do think it would be a different conversation with Jameer Young. I think Jameer Young goes in and sits down with uh, Kevin Willard, and Kevin Willard says, nope, you'll be running the offense next year if you come back. You'll be the guy. And I even think that Dante Scott would be more likely, as incomplete as he is as a player, yeah. I still think that Dante Scott would be more valued by Kevin Willard to be back and provide some sort of front court-ish minutes a little bit in the process. So I still think that... Does he have any front court help on the way for next year? He's a seven-footer that's one of the lesser recruits in this class that he's bringing in, but again, could maybe be their Patrick Emelian moving forward, which ultimately but was we, vital for them. But we don't know who who's going to be in the portal. Right, yet. correct. And presumably so they're going to go... he's going to try and get a banger Almost, there. Almost yeah. certainly. They'll try to dip in because they don't want Juju Reese to be in such significant foul trouble and, and have <clears> such a problem next year. All right, uh, baseball betting is here. Bet $50 with Maryland's newest sports book, Bet Fred, and get up to $1,111 in bonus Fred bets, along with other great incentives and promos when you sign up through pressboxonline.com slash offers. Baseball futures bets, season specials, and player award bets are already live in Maryland. Go to pressboxonline.com slash offers now for your shot at winning big. Stan the Fan, the World Baseball Classic put on a hell of a show. Yes, it did. I it, the way that I tried to explain it was I have no problem with somebody saying that I enjoyed the World Baseball Classic. It was quality entertainment for me as long as we accept that it's a television show, right? It's it's by no means a qualified way of determining who the world champion of baseball is. It's it's a TV show and I like TV yeah. shows and it presented a damn good TV show. It's like show a much on. more exciting version of the Home Run Derby contest in some way. In, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, some ver- it's, it's, it's way better than the Pro Bowl. It's way better than a lot of things. But are you, like, dying? And I know I'm not letting you get your question out, mm-hmm. but are you, like, saying, boy, I wish they have that every year? No. no, no not not at all. Not even a little bit. Yeah. But now, look, to do it every – they've been doing it every three years? It's every four it's years. Every the four. reason they're doing it three is because they canceled because it they, last okay, year. Okay. So it'll be a, again in three years from now. Yeah. I am fine with that being a th- – I'm fine yeah. with it. I would I would argue it could use a bit more credibility. Look, you can never fix the pitching thing. You can't do it. You can never ask these teams to let these pitchers go any further because the teams would all say no chance in hell. We will not allow pitchers to be wasting more pitches. Maybe they could have Trevor Bauer pitch for every team. Mm, I would prefer not myself, but yes, I guess that could be an option. Seriously, uh, last night I opened the show with Marty, Con- you know, Gary, Marty Conway, and Andy Dolich, and mm-hmm. I know they're dying to talk about the business of the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. How many viewers it had. How much you know? It drew more than about a million three fans. It was it was okay. great Which for is, the international value. By the way, it's double what the Oakland A's will draw in eighty one games a, that's this a year. Fact. Uh, but I said the lasting image for me isn't Shohei Otani against Mike Trout. It's watching Cuba in a semifinal game start Roenis Elias. Hmm. That's hmm. who you're trying to win a championship with, hmm. Rowenis Elias. Hmm. Now, Japan went all in. They got all their top pitchers in there. Yep. U.S., not so much when you got Merrill Kelly no. and Kyle Freeland as your one-two punch. And, look, again, this goes back to it's not a representative way to actually determine a world champion. Right. I think that a small thing they could do to improve, again, excepting for me, it's only a TV show, but to improve the TV show, have more chicks. Well, it. that would be good. 
It's also a 10-day tournament. Yeah. Why not make it best of three? Why not do something that feels more baseball-like once you get there? And if the answer is simply, we're going to run out of pitching, there's no way we can play any more games, you know, I'll, I'll kind of hear you on that. There's just not an option for it. But a small tweak to me would be, at least make it at least make it seem like we there is no world name anywhere else where you in baseball think that one game is a qualified way to determine anything we don't even do game 163 anymore in baseball i understand that glenn but the reality is that this is shoehorned in and one of the most amazing things is, is you know steve phillips now does a show with uh, cody decker mm-hmm. called the baseball dugout it's supposed to be a fantasy baseball show okay on the Fantasy Channel, and all they talked about this week, I'm tuning in to hear some insights into fantasy players are talking about the World Baseball Classic. And Cody Decker goes, you know, he goes, this thing was so great. He says, they ought to stop the season for 10 days and have it at the All-Star break instead of the All-Star game. Now, Gary Stein threw out an interesting idea last night is why not make the All-Star game a world all-star game. So U.S. versus international? Yeah, or something to North that North America effect. versus yeah, international, some, some something like that? reconfigured all-star game or something like that. That's at least interesting. To start, to stop a, a no, baseball season you can't do that. in the middle, you can't do that. You can't do it after the season because the players that are in the World Series and deep into the playoffs are exhausted. The players that aren't, have already toned, you know, turned it off for the season. Correct. There is no better time to have it than where it is right yeah, they'd now. Be, they'd be doing baseball anyway. This is just a for yeah. them a better, more desirable. Yeah. I, it's as we as you and I talked about last time. It's either I go to Twin Lakes Park or I go play what feels kind of big. Yeah, uh, they're they're going to say this is better. It's a nice story that all the players come back to the camps and talk about what a great time they had. The bottom line is the only way they're going to get top-line pitchers, the Max Scherzers, the Verlanders, the um, uh, Aaron Nola, you know, any of the top-tier, Jack Flaherty, they're going to go to the all-star game format of one inning. That's that's what it's going to be. So you're going to watch essentially these incredibly dominant pitchers dominate one inning at a time. The scores will be one nothing, 2-1, to one, very little action, awful lot of strikeouts. Uh, I I don't think there's any way to do it better than they're doing and try and nudge a little bit better caliber pitcher. Why Cuba did not have a better pitcher than Rowenis Elias ready to go for a game that would have gotten them into the finals? I don't Uh, know. It it distorted the whole tournament for me. But it speaks to, but this is all it can be, right? Like this is, you can't do better than this. and And that should be good enough. Nothing has to be better than it is. They drew an incredible amount of eyes watching games across mm-hmm. the world. What was it, 62 yeah, million it people watched yeah. a couple of the games, and they drew 1.3 million over 10 days? It's great for the sport. It can be It can be just taken in for what it is. I'm know? okay with that. I'm, yeah, okay, I'm with, okay with it, too. I'm okay with saying that. That's what I said. Even I dismissed that. It, everybody in New York can be mad about Edwin Diaz, as you and I talked about. Edwin Diaz could get hurt doing he anything. He could have gotten hurt doing that so anywhere. It, yeah. To me, when I say it didn't hurt anyone, I, I, I don't even want to listen to the pushback to that. It doesn't hurt anyone. Guys yeah. can get hurt doing whatever. 
they happen to be doing it playing baseball. Now I get it. There, there's still probably people within the Mets organization that are sick. Like they would be more able to stomach it if he did get hurt with the Mets than getting hurt away from the Mets. But guys can get hurt anywhere. So go do it. it by, by the way, speaking of Mets, did, have either of you seen the commercial with Buck Showalter yet? Oh, no, yes. but I would oh like to. Oh, my gosh. I love it. With Dan Vogelback. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like a, he's going to steal a base or yeah. something. He's, yeah, he's like, I did Buck's see that. like yeah, sort of thinking to him, right. and they're eyeballing each yeah. other. He goes, no, you're not going to not run. Yeah, but Vogelback's like, oh, these bases are bigger, you know. It's really a brilliant commercial. It's good. It is quite good. There's no doubt about it. Uh, You have been preparing. When are we going to see your power ranking, Stan? Um, This converged at a really horrible time. You know, I got my baseball, my fantasy baseball draft Sunday. Okay. And I'm so wound up by that. I think, so I'm writing... The, the little write-ups on each of the teams. I got to do all 30 teams at the beginning of the year. Okay. So During the a, season, you, I do a top right. 10 and and then give you a ranking of all the rest of the teams. And for uh, those that aren't aware, the season starts in six days. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the Orioles will be in Boston. Correct. It'll be I heard like a guy, 30 degrees probably. I heard a guy no, calling Steve Phillips this morning saying, I'm out of here in Minnesota. He goes, it's 12 degrees, and there's so much snow here. Are they at home to open the season, the Twins? But is is Target Field? Uh, there's is, no dome there. There's, there's no, no dome there. Yeah, it's completely no wide domo. open. They got no rid domo. of the dome. Yeah, no domo. Um, they can do what the University of Minnesota does and try to move into the, the football stadium to play some games. At the very latest, they'll be on Tuesday, but right. they should be ready Monday morning. You teased them a couple weeks ago. I teased them. I've got one. And if you want me to give like the top five, I'll do it. But I'm going to give you one shocker to most people. And it's a hot take, a hot take. And it's funny because Steve Phillips, I'm pretty sure, agrees with me. I heard him this morning driving in. The Dodgers are not good. The Dodgers are not going to make the playoffs. I have the Dodgers not even in the top 15 teams. Not going to make the playoffs. I know. I I feel like they'll figure it out a little bit. I mean, yeah, their roster's not as good as, you know, obviously has been. They announced that Justin Hayward made the team yesterday. He was like good like five years ago. Like eight years ago. And they're really (laughs) counting on J.D. Martinez to really take the place of Justin Turner and Trey Turner. They've got, and then this guy they thought was going to be the shortstop isn't going to be the shortstop, and they're trying to put lipstick on a pig there, saying, "Well, we were happy with Miguel Rojas. We brought him in because he can play." This team will not score a lot of runs, and look at their starting pitching. Urias is terrific, right? right? Kershaw Kershaw. will start twenty games, right? He'll Um, be hurt one time. I hear you. There's no Walker Bueller, no Tony Gonsolin. Yeah, they've got uh, Dustin May coming back. They're hoping back that Noah Syndergaard yeah. can sort of become something again. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I hear you. And I no you. no closer, uh, like a standout closer. Evan Phillips is going to start the season with Tony Antonio Vezia. Evan Phillips, wow. Yeah. yeah. He's been a star with the Dodgers. Unbelievable. Um, and the Orioles had him in the, uh, what a world. in the Gosman O'Day what, trade. What a world. Yeah. yeah. Um, Look, I hear you. I'm still hard-pressed to think they're not going to figure out a way into the playoffs. But I, I get it. I get it. There's definitely reason. San Diego should beat them by 14 or 15 games easily. And you tell me how they're going to beat the Phillies, the Mets, Atlanta, and maybe the Cubs get get interesting a little bit. And, and the Brewers, 
They're not well, better than the Brewers but are the, or the Cubs. Okay, are the Brewers holding on to Corbin Burns all season? Yeah. Are they, you know, parting ways with him at the deadline and kind of depends if they're in the hunt. Yeah, it's know. a fair. It's a, or or are they the team that says even if we are in the hunt, if we're not signing guy, what, we have to make a move. And what happens if the Brewers, if somehow Christian Yelich finds yeah. that gear that he had yeah. five years ago, four years ago, before he broke his kneecap? It is quite the quite the take. Yeah, that you got the Dodgers All right. Give me your top five. Top five. I'm going to top five. Say so the Orioles. Right, definitely the Orioles. Orioles sure. number one. Right. Orioles number two. No, yeah. Atlanta number one. Okay. San Diego number two. Okay. Houston number three. Mm-hmm. The Mets number four. Yankees number five. Okay. And had the Phillies not had had the Phillies still had Bryce Harper healthy at the beginning of this year and Edwin Diaz. These are two big ifs. I think I would have had three NL East, NL East teams in my top five. Do we? Uh, you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Is the Orioles have their final roster decisions to make over yeah. the next couple of days? Does it feel like Ryan O'Hearn has locked up that spot based on how he's performed this spring? I think either Ryan O'Hearn or Frankie Cordero has locked up that spot <sighs> over not. over McKenna. Okay, possibly so, so Stowers. So we're still then in belief that Vavra is going to make the team. I think Vavra is going to make the team. Obviously, he's been. I, I know Brandon Hyde loves his at bats. Uh, you know, he he just really the Orioles don't have a lot of guys that work the pitcher. He does work the pitcher. Rutschman does work mm-hmm. the pitcher. That's one of the ways you get get good starters out of games is make them throw pitches. Ryan O'Hearn has hit three thirty three this spring. Yep. Um Frenchie Cordero is about four thirty. He is hitting about four forty seven. Now yeah, the other possibility is one of those two ends up a Philadelphia Philly today. Or in the next three or four days. Okay. Okay, because you know, they lost pitching, an A ball pitching right? prospect or something like that. Is what did we? What was the actual word on Hoskins? He's out for the season. I mean, look, it looked that way when we saw it. I just didn't know if we had gotten that. No, it looked awful. I mean, it just. They have Derek Hall, twenty-seven years old, a slugger, hits right-handers pretty well, um, but. There's talk that Luke, uh, Luke Voigt might might become available. Okay. He had an opt-out that he let pass for a couple days to the Brewers' decide. The Brewers may say, hey, Philly, what will you give us for him? Uh, and Yuri Gurriel, who's with the Marlins okay. right now yeah. but is not really signed, could could end up in Philly. But O'Hearn and Cordero are both interesting possibilities. Try to get something. I mean, if you can turn it into anything at all, then by all means, go ahead and turn that guy into anything at all. So you're, are you leaning Cordero then? I'm leaning Cordero, but I think O'Hearn is the safer bet of the that, two. That was sort of where I yeah. kind of fell on this. So you but think boy, Cordero has – he's had it for five years. He has an intriguing skill set of speed and power. And if the Orioles can figure out a way to get him – a little bit more locked in and hit the ball a little more. He's got, tr- tr- he does have tremendous power and speed. Uh, there is no question that he is a skill set. That there is a reason why teams have continued. He's to... tantalizing. Correct. You know, that's that's, the it's word. exactly the way to describe it. He is a tantalizing. Could we just figure this out and he could end up being a really productive player? It's kind of why you let me do the Friday shows Tantal- with you. I say that I'm all the time. Stan is tantalizing. Stan the fan Charles is yeah. a tantalizing figure coming yeah. in and hanging out with us each Friday. Um, do, are, are, have you gone on the record with an official prediction for the Orioles? 
because in terms the, of wins and losses? Yeah, because by the time we see you next, the season will have already began. It's yeah. too late for that. I think the Orioles have a chance to be an 86-87 win team. Wow. Okay. The, wow. the unknown to me right now is I'm starting to read some smart people think Boston is going to figure it out than... that they're going to be better. And if that knocks us back, now we play them less. We don't play them 18 times. But, you know, it's hard to get four teams or five teams in a division all over 500. It's almost mathematically it's impossible. Mathematically, almost yeah. mathematically impossible to do that. I think we have a chance, though. Okay. It comes mean... down to me. It comes down to Bradish, Kramer, mm-hmm. Hayes, and Mountcastle. Those guys have to Those step guys up. have to step up and be something. I think Gibson's going to have a good year. I think Cole Irvin is going to have a very good year. Um, those four players, you tell me at the end of the year they had good seasons. Orioles could win an 87, 89 I'm, games. I listen yeah. to that. that. That's that really as much as we pay attention to Henderson yeah. and, and Rutschman and Grayson Rodriguez. To me, those but, are the two. I don't even have Rodriguez making the team. I don't. I don't see him making the team. I've seen him live three times. He's never gotten out of a fourth inning. I know can, one game was at Bowie, but and two you, were in the spring training. But can you have him wasting innings in the minor leagues? I like it's a. It's a. It tri- gets back. It gets back to the Kevin Gausman thing. Do you make your pitchers earn? I graduate. Mm-hmm. Earn the graduation, or do you say we need him to be? I don't think they're in a position where they need him right out of the gate to be special. I'd rather he be ready to really be special May 1st and understand that this is not – you just don't get anointed. Do you, do you, you run go the risk that if you send him back down, you're sending him back down to only pitch three innings because you don't want to waste innings down there, and then it goes, I, I it think, goes back I to think your you problem. Gotta build, there's a certain point you got to build them up. He's got He's got to be able to come up – in three, four weeks and pitch five innings in a game. Man, that's a tough it's a tough spot to be in with him. It is a really guy's already twenty what the hell twenty four? Yeah, I hear you, know. you. And they're still waiting. They're gonna ramp up D. L. Hall next year, I guess. Speaking of the Orioles, Gunnar Henderson is on the cover of this print issue of Press Box, which is still available for another couple of weeks. Get to your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. You can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. Great story from Luke Jackson about Gunnar Henderson. Great lacrosse content inside this print issue as well. Go pick it up. Right and my now. best sports story of 2022. That's right. Very sweet story. My friend Sue Kenny. Very sweet story. At Stevenson University. There's a new Lamar Jackson tweet tweeted like five oh, minutes ago. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. How do we, what do we got? What he, we said, got he said, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Well, now that does tell Prime us a lot, energy. actually. And do you yeah. think he's like First referring all, to the lomometer? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what he's – I have no He's clue. accusing – he's basically accused of Glenn Clark weapon, right. of weaponizing of the Lamar meter. Yeah. Yeah, he said, hashtag, I'm the weapon. Okay. <laughs> okay. When we come back in, we'll talk a little bit more about Lamar. Former NFL agent Rick Schaefer will join us. Still to come this morning, uh, Mike Greenberg from ESPN will join us as well. That's all on the way. Stan the Fan is here. It is a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. 
Baseball season is finally here, and what better way to celebrate than with some fresh gear from Birdland Sports. As a small business run by O's fans, Birdland Sports offers a great selection of unofficial merchandise, including unique designs like Birds Are Coming tees, player cartoon shirts, and championship prediction designs. And the best part? Their prices are more affordable than the big guys. Get high-quality gear without breaking the bank. So whether you're heading to the ballpark or watching from home, show your love for the birds with Birdland Sports. Visit Birdland Sports Sports.com today to browse their collection and gear up for the season. Let's go O's. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Have you experienced hardship due to COVID-19? CCBC is here to help. With funding available for short-term career programs, you can get back on your feet in no time. Starting this March, become a certified apartment maintenance technician to secure your future. CCBC's program offers hands-on training and prepares you for a rewarding career in the growing field of property management. Don't wait any longer. Call 443-840-2222 or online at ccbcmd.edu for more details. CCBC, apartment maintenance technician. Your new career starts now with funding available. 443-840-2222 or ccbcmd.edu. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season, discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food. 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn over 4100 North Point Boulevard. If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with you? The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring, and they want to help you speed up the process. So next Saturday, they're holding a hiring camp event at the Public Safety Building, 700 East Joppa Road in Towson, Saturday, April 1st. It begins at 8.30 a.m., but you have to pre-register. Call 410-887-5521. They do a lot of events where you can just show up. This is not one of those events. 410-887-5521 is the phone number. Great competitive salaries in the Baltimore County Police Department. Cadet salaries start over $32,000 a year. Lateral officers over 64000 Entry-level officers over 60000 Why don't you and I become officers? It is time. Well, I've already passed the test. I'm good. I could, I could go sign up tomorrow. Okay. I could do this. You might have to. What maybe, kind of test is it? Um, How strenuous? Eh, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> eh, how do I say this? <laughs> 
I'm a little pissed. I, I, mean, might, I mean, Glenn can do it. That's true. But, if I can do it, right, but, then maybe, maybe, but it might be, it might be uh, a challenge. I think, I think at, when if, Glenn's at Stan's right age. Right now. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Right now. You would dust him. If you ran a mile and a half, how long do you think it would take you? You mean at one time? Yes, one mile and a half. One, right now. Like, but without <laughs> no, you stopping? Don't, well, I mean, if you have to stop, you got to bake that in. It'd probably take me about 25 minutes. I don't think you're going to make it, Stan. <laughs> it would need to be about half of that in order for you to qualify All for right. the Baltimore County Police yeah. Department, unfortunately. Um, but we can start working on it. We can start training. Cut out those powdered donuts. We're on our way. Passion for service, a career for life, the Baltimore County Police Department. Again, call 410 410-887-5521. If you want more information about the event tomorrow, or sorry, next Saturday at the first, Stan, uh, this uh, you you want to take to have the no, pleasure? You go ahead and Our next guest, a dear friend of mine, former NFL agent, a man who was involved with uh, quite a few negotiations. I know he had been back in the media world. He's doing a show with Bill Polian as well recently. I don't know if uh, what he's up to these days, but we will talk to him about that for sure. Rick Schaefer, former NFL agent, is with us now here on GCR. Rick, it's Glenn, Stan the Fan. It's really a truly appreciate you taking the time for us this morning. Absolutely. I'm I'm delighted to be with you and, and I just want to say that Stan was being generous to himself when he said twenty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I I believe in Touché. Stan. Touché. I believe in him. I think he could I think we got the beginnings of an event here, the twenty five minute challenge. Uh, yeah. I in, uh, in, in the in the NFL stand uh, is measured in, in what we call calendar time. <laughs> <laughs> hey Rick, uh, I said this is what I I want to know. If right now Lamar Jackson called you up and said, "Rick, I've decided I need you." I don't think he's certified right now. Uh oh, well that might not work. We <laughs> well, got to go through some that. Some people think I'm certifiable. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we have to go through that process again. How do you fix right. this, Rick? I mean, we're at the point where. He's got a, a, a snake oil salesman calling around the teams trying to, to get right. a deal. How do you fix this situation as an agent that Lamar Jackson finds himself in? So, uh, you know, there, obviously it's a complex question. Um, so let, let me sort of give you some of the variables and, uh, you know, how I see it. Um, you know, the first one is that uh, in representing himself, he did make it a lot tougher because when you've been through a lot of negotiations and all of us have been through negotiations, whether in sports or not, you know, that one side's trying to, to drive up their value and point out all the positive factors about themselves. Uh, the other side is having to, to in essence, derogate the, the, you know, and when you do that with the agent, the agent knows you're just playing a game. So that, you know, that's an alienating thing to start. The second thing is that I think Lamar, you know, you know, looked at what happened um, in Cleveland and and said, you know, and I've been an MVP in this league and I deserve that kind of money. So part of, you know, the NFL, unfortunately, is, is the sport where players most need guaranteed contracts. And, there, you know, there are two kind of guarantees. There's skill guarantees and there's injury guarantees. Mm -hmm. And because the rate of injury is so high, it would be great for football players and that if like baseball or basketball, they all had guaranteed contracts, a six year deal is a six year deal in the NFL. It doesn't work that way. If you have a six year deal, you get hurt in year one, you get the rest of that money and party year two, and that's it. None, none of the rest. But the problem is that with the cap and the number of people that get injured with career ending and career diminishing injuries, 
a team could not possibly stay under the cap if they're paying all the guys who have fallen to injury by the wayside as they're trying to move forward. So just what he's looking for is unrealistic. Um, in terms of what, what he actually faces, um, if I were him right now, um, I, I would, first of all, he hasn't signed the, the, the offer sheet, the, uh, the non-exclusive tag from the Ravens, and that matters um, because it, he, he has until uh, uh, November, the 10th game, if he doesn't sign it by then and hasn't come back, he can't come back all season. If, so he's got to get something done. The most, the most logical time would be before the draft because that's when, when uh, you know, clubs have something to offer that's valuable. The most likely probably would be the Colts uh, because Shane Steichen's there. He's bringing the Philly offense. Uh, they're, they're lying to block better for, um, for, running, uh, for a running quarterback than a passing quarterback. Uh, but if that doesn't happen, you know, I don't think there are a lot of, a, a whole lot of other, um, options. Uh, you know, you look at the teams that have running quarterbacks, uh, you know, is Chicago going to, going to get rid of fields, uh, Buffalo, Josh Allen, Philly hurts, uh, they're locked into the Kyler Murray contract in Arizona, Daniel Jones is the way the giants are going. So there's really no other place for him to just step in. And for somebody who has a passing offense, to take him at this point in his career and then have to take a couple of years to, to bring the club around to do what he does is, is very tough. So, I mean, I tell him to just not, I tell him to keep trying, try the market. Don't go to, to do not report to training camp, hold out. But if at the end of training camp, there's a deal hasn't happened, sign it and come back and play. So there's a, there's a couple things in there, right? Because I think there's a lot of people that believe, hey, if he just had an agent, a deal would already be done by now. That deal that was reportedly offered by the Ravens would have already been accepted. Clearly, Lamar Jackson didn't want that deal for whatever reason, right? But we believe it's because he's holding out for fully guaranteed. You know, his camp has said it doesn't have to be fully guaranteed. It just needs to be $200 million worth of guaranteed. But, you know, that's an awful lot of guaranteed. I don't know how you do that without it being fully guaranteed. I guess my question would be, do you think that having an agent would like an agent would have the power to make him see that this is the best thing for you that it's not really worth this fight you're not going to find out that you're not you're never going to get what you want out of this take the best thing you can possibly take or if he's so hellbent on this is what I want that it maybe wouldn't even matter if he had an agent at this point and he would just say you can tell me it's the best all there is I'm not going to listen to it I'm not playing for that yeah, I mean, and I've been through um, situations uh, uh, in both uh, camps. One where uh, I was able to persuade the client to do things that uh, they initially uh, didn't want to do, whether it was sometimes it was a guy was playing under a contract that he didn't like and, you know, he didn't, he didn't even want to go back on after Tuesday, which is the day off in the NFL. And I'd have to be, you know, pushing him begging him to go back and play. Wow. Uh, and then there were times where we were in negotiations uh, when, you know, I thought we had reached a reasonable point relative to comparables. Uh, but the gut, you know, but someone just said, no, I'm, you know, I'm not taking that. Um, and, you know, when that happens, you know, you're, you're an agent, it's agency law. He's your principal. You have to do what he wants. You can't make him do anything. Uh, and if someone is going to be willing to sort of, uh, 
throw their career on the, on the funeral pyre you know, with unrealistic ambitions for, for money, there's really nothing in the end you can do about it. I think uh, if had he had an agent, the agent would have been preparing him not once the negotiation started, but they would have been having conversations in the last couple of years, you know, and explaining to Lamar, you know, one of the problems that they face is that running, if we're evolving towards this era, seemingly of the, of dual threat quarterbacks, where you, where the guys who I mentioned along with Lamar, you know, are running. And when that happens, you know, running backs um, have the shortest careers of any position in the NFL pretty significantly. Um, and if a guy is going to spend his time uh, on the field operating as both sort of a running back and a quarterback, you're not going to have the career lengths. You're not going to see, you know, the, the Manning, the Breeze, the Rivers, let alone the, 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 uh, the Tom Brady careers, because their bodies just won't hold up. Look at, look at the last two, uh, you know, example, excuse me, examples everybody's going to think of. Think of RG3 and Cam. I mean, RG3, you know, it you know, went down in year two and was never the same. Cam had about six good years. Of course, he's got a body that could take punishment a lot uh, more easily than, than uh, Lamar's. Uh, and, but after that, you know, he went from being Superman to being okay, an okay starter to not being an okay starter. So, you know, if, if teams are going to have to then look to say, if I'm going to draft that kind of a quarterback, and there's some that are coming up in this draft, you know, okay, what I'm probably going to get out of this guy is I'll sign him, you know, to an initial five-year deal. And if he works out well, maybe I franchise him once or twice. And that's probably all I'm going to get out of him, as opposed to expecting to draft a franchise quarterback, you know, like the Colts did when they drafted Andrew Luck despite his injury. You know, they're looking for a real, a really long career of, of peak performance from somebody like that. And you're just not going to get that out of, out of running quarterbacks. It's just their bodies are going to break down. Rick, let me let me take this in another direction. Uh, again, I, I don't have a great deal of experience in negotiating things, but I've watched negotiations in the world of sports for a long time, mostly in the labor front. But I know one thing about it. If you have two people, and in this case it's Eric DaCosta and Lamar Jackson, bumping heads for 18 months, essentially. Isn't it time for at least one new voice in the negotiation and perhaps two? Uh, so, And when you say that, Stan, who are the new voices? I don't mean specifically the names. Uh, or maybe Sashi, Sashi Brown, um, Steve Bashotti, and on the other side, of course, it would be Lamar finally relenting and hiring right. an agent. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's possible, but I don't think, you know, you know, I, I don't like players representing them. First of all, you know, I should say this, so everybody knows the, the, the amount that uh, players pay agents is regulated by the NFLPA, and the, and the, the most you can pay an agent is 3%. So for someone to take this on themselves, I mean, from an economic standpoint, yeah. It just doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, I, at, at this point, I don't think, it, it, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's not so much the personalities at this point. It's, you know, it's a negative because you have this tension, you know, on both sides, even though everyone's, you know, acting very uh, kind towards one another in the press, um, you know, it, it's got to be wearing. Uh, now, Steve Bashotti, who I think is a model owner, 
uh, and doesn't publicly get involved in these things. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, the parameters on this are set by Steve Bishotti. Yeah, there's a no deal like this. There's no there's question not a about general it. manager in the world who's going to say, right? Yeah, Bishotti's a good businessman. He's going to say, I'm not going to give this guy. Uh, you but, know, but th- what would that it, amount of money guaranteed. But what would it mean to the negotiations if Steve Bishotti were to get involved? Of course, the dollars really aren't going to change substantially. But would it mean anything to Lamar at this point? That, hey, I'm talking I mean, to the man. Yeah. I mean, if I guess what Steve could do uh, if he wanted to do this and, you know, you, you don't. It, it, not that that this is going to come up that often, but you know, uh, I think he's done what he should do. He's hired good football people. Um, you know, he owns the team. Uh, big decisions are cleared with him, but he do- he doesn't meddle. He doesn't get involved. And I guess if he would wanted to call Lamar and say, "Look, Lamar, if you can find a team out there, great. Uh, you know, and we'll either decide to match or not. But I, I want you to understand: no matter how long you hold out, no matter what you do." You're, I, I, you know, I just can't in good conscience pay you this. So if you think that, you know, the leverage is going to change and it's not because I don't think the world of you, yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're a great uh, leader. You're a great uh, uh, guy in the locker room. You're a great citizen. You're a great guy, but you know, this is a business. I can only pay you what I can pay it. So I guess he'd know once and for all, but you know, I, I, I don't think that Lamar is so naive that he thinks, that Steve Bishotti was not involved yeah. in this decision, and, you know, and it, and and it's just he's just awaiting for the owner to come in as a, as a, uh, a white knight and rescue him from this situation. I, you know, I think he knows that's not going to happen. He's Rick Schaefer, former NFL agent. He's with us here on GCR. Rick, I, I wonder as an agent how you measure that, like how you attempt to weaponize what you just said there about Steve Bishotti saying, "Hey, you can do whatever you want. I'm never going to pay that." Versus how much the Ravens have backed themselves into a corner in this process? They, there is no plan B any longer. They have, they have manipulated their cap to be able to match whatever contract it is that Lamar Jackson would receive somewhere else. There are no quarterbacks available at this point. If they don't get someone to put an offer sheet out, then they can't trade him and get something better. Like You can't get a quarterback with a 22nd pick in this year's draft. I mean, you'd have to move up somehow and – until you got an offer, you can't move up at any point. How, how would you, as, a, as an agent, weaponize that with the Ravens and say, look, you can say you don't want to go to this number, but my God, what else are you doing at this point if Lamar Jackson does say, I'm not going to bother to show up and play football this season? Well, I mean, uh, so what happens to Lamar is this. Um, if he doesn't play this season, if he doesn't sign a contract, sign the offer sheet and come back, by the 10th game, not only does he not get paid for the season, but what happens is the contract well, it's not in most places, it's a contract and you, you're more familiar with this. when let's say a guy's been on a five-year deal, right. he's had four great years and he tries to hold out to renegotiate. Yep. In that case, the contract is told. So let's say he had the contract coming up for 2023 and he holds out, you know, he has a, a contract here. When, when he comes back in 2024, He's still playing under the 2023 contract. Correct. So if Lamar, and in this case, the way it works is even though there's no contract, if Lamar, this is, that would really be the end of Lamar's career because if he holds out the entire season, when he wants to come back next season, the, uh, the, the same situation is still in place where they've given him the non-exclusive offer sheet. 
So he's never going to be able to overcome that. So then the question is, who blinks? I mean, Lamar only has one career. You know, even if it's a long career for running quarterback, it's brief. The Ravens will get other quarterbacks in the future. So for Lamar to trade that off and give up $32 million, you know, uh, get be out of the game for a year, have his heels deteriorated and all that stuff, it's just not realistic for Lamar to even put him to really carry through on that threat and put himself in a position like that. I mean, unless someone is giving him incredibly bad advice, if it's an agent or not, or not an agent, uh, you know, that he would be more damaged by that than the Ravens would. Cause there's, you know, there's always next year for the Ravens perpetually. That's not the case for Lamar. I understood. But if they, if they put the tag, if they went through the process all over again, they'd still have to clear the cap space in order to do it. And you kind of be putting yourself in a bad spot. That, that, that to me is as interesting as all of this, right? Cause we started this with, I think Lamar's had missteps in this process. I think he's made mistakes, but I think the Ravens are more up against the wall than anyone realizes they are in this process, right? Like they are leaving themselves on the hook for the whims of someone that appears to be willing to let, you know, again, a snake oil salesman trying to negotiate a deal for them. I, I don't think this can be a happy day currently. And as much as we've tried to give the Ravens credit and say, Hey, look, they, they played the correct hand. You know, the offers haven't come in. Mm-hmm. All these teams know they're just going to match an offer anyway. So why bother to make an offer? They're still sitting here without knowing with an abundance of certainty that the guy's going to end up taking the deal. And to un- my understanding, they're not even really getting a lot of response from him in this process. Like, this can't be a good situation for a team no. that hasn't been able to sign another player. Like, they've, they've had to keep the cap space yep. cleared. They can't sign another right. player. This ain't a great spot for the Ravens. No. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a really bad situation for everybody. I mean... So, you know, obviously at this point, the Ravens um, have to hope one of a couple things happens. Either, let's say, and I think the most likely team would be the Colts, uh, they, they come up and they want it to happen before the draft. That, that's really the next inflection point is the draft, because if, if the, the Ravens, then the Colts could say to them, okay, you know, you're, you're going to get this year's first, but, and we're, you know, because you want it to be in this year's draft. That's the good thing for the Ravens. Maybe they, they then, the Colts, can negotiate down instead of a first next year. Uh, it, you know, it could be a lower pick or something like that. So that, or maybe the Ravens get a player that they want out of it. So that's going to be the time right before the draft when if anything would happen, it would happen then. It gets really problematic after the draft when free agency has been exhausted pretty much among uh, uh free agents the draft has divvied up the players there's not much left to do in terms of rearranging things so you're right i mean this is a this this is a lousy situation for both uh if if lamar is going to really say and i I don't think lamar has publicly said i'll never come back i'll never play not at all i mean the whole yeah i mean the whole idea here was and and bill polian you know my client for 30 years was one of the guys who created this whole system uh, you know, on the other side with Gene Upshaw. And uh, as you guys know, I mean, there was never a meaningful free agency in the NFL. And then when they decided to have it, the balance was the cap, which would even off things. And then the, the final kicker was this, which, which of course the, the uh, Players Association hated, were these three tags that you could put on somebody to, so that, that the stars would just not leak away immediately. Uh, so uh, this was set up so that there would be a balance. And at some point, both sides would, you know, 
come to some reasonable uh, either thing on their own, or the system would take over. The, the you know the thirty two million dollars is thirty two million dollars. The guy accepts it, and then the, then you have a year to try and decide. Okay, what am I going to do? Can I get a trade? And you, you're hoping that one of the things that happens is with Lamar out there testing the market, because that was the that was the great thing for the player about the non-exclusive cap, uh, non-exclusive match. He could go out there and actually for himself see if there's a market. If Lamar sees there's no market, and without a market, still thinks somehow he's going to get more money, then the system never predicted that kind of irrational behavior. Right. Because how does he benefit himself? So, and I'm not, you know, so it's, it, you're right. I mean, it's not perfect. It's, it's a lousy situation for the Ravens as well. Um, I just think it, it, if, if I were his agent, I'd say, Lamar, this is a, we, yes, we've put them in a difficult spot, but you have one career and it, you see the market's not there. No one's giving you this money. Take the $32 million and let's try and get you out of there after next year. I, I just don't see any other reasonable solution for Lamar. Rick, two, two quick questions. Number one, you alluded to can are they allowed both teams if it would come down to a trade to the Colts? Are they allowed to modify the the return to the Ravens where it could be a first this year and a player and say a second next year or something like that? Yeah, sure. Because what they do is they do a trade, and you know, in other words, the the offer sheet would not come into place. Okay. You know, anybody anybody can be traded, and they would just trade him for X. But he so, has to agree know, to so sign the offer sheet, correct? He, um, or, yes. I mean, well, he doesn't. I mean, they're he, not going to trade, make this trade, and then sit there with a Mexican standoff with him again. Oh no, 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 no. The, the trade, the trade would, the trade would take would, would in essence take precedence over 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 the, the offer sheet. Okay. Yeah. My and second, so, he's, in other words, he still his rights still belong to the to. The Ravens, they're in this limbo because of that, but they have the right to trade him. So they trade him and he'd sign a deal with the Colts. And obviously the Colts are going to, you know, make sure it, it, they don't have this, they don't have no, a sign and, uh, and play like they do in the NBA, but that's what they would do. You know, they'd have the, the deal all set up that they know Lamar is going to sign. They'd make the trade and the Colts would just sign him. All right. Last question I have for you is Is the Ravens' reputation somehow damaged by what has gone on for these last three months, four months now? Um, well, uh, would you say damaged among what audience? That's because... what I'm saying. Within within the confines of the NFL, have they been well, somewhat damaged? Well, certainly you know, among ownership in the NFL, that, you know, they're applauding, right? You know, they're applauding. Patting. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, uh, you know, when that Watson contract happened, uh, you know, I mean, that was, uh, you know, th- you know, that was the, the equivalent of uh, a bomb going off in the NFL. I mean, it, people couldn't believe that they did this. Um, you know, and I've been a player's guy my whole life. I, you know, I know the things the owners have done in the past, but I don't believe that collusion is happening because collusion is not necessary on the, on the one hand everybody's trying to resist you know long-term fully guaranteed contracts for quarterbacks and secondly uh you know in this case knowing 
you know, the likelihood of a person not being the player, not being able to actually fulfill the length of that contract with injury, you know, you know, they, they really don't want, want, want that uh, precedent. So each one's making the same decision on their own. Um, it's what you would call in any trust law market leadership, you know, where the, where the leading company sets a certain price, they can't collude with other companies to match that price. But when they set that, everybody follows that and that, that evens out the market. So, you know, the NFL is completely applauding him. Uh, the players association, you know, cannot, uh, if they truly believe there's collusion, they're going to have to file a non-injury grievance and and prove it in front of an arbitrator. Uh, I don't I don't think they're going to be able to do that. Uh, so the, obviously the players' association doesn't like the fact that this is happening. That a star player, you know, is is going out there. The system's supposed to operate. That he goes out and gets a, a matching offer sheet, and he can't come up with one. Uh, but there's you know, but it it is what it is. And if someone pushes any system beyond the limitations of the system, the system's going to break down. The funny thing is we've been doing this for this long, and, Rick, I'm not sure that we're still anywhere close to actually having <laughs> anything that resembles a, a significant answer. Um, Rick, before we let you go, what, what are you up to these days? Get us caught up on what it is that you've got going on in your life. So uh, working on a few deals, I'm actually doing some stuff. My, the original sport I worked in is tennis. And I'm, I'm working on a, some some things in, in tennis. Uh, is there a chance I'm of a is there working. a chance of a comeback <laughs> as a player? I will. Uh, when you when you break the ten minute mile, I will <laughs> I will I will stage my comeback, and we'll, we'll, you know we will have a uh, you know a day for uh, two Jews in Baltimore. Uh, Rick Schaefer, what, is is it something that maybe we'll be hearing about soon? Can we leave it at that? If if, if it happens, you'll be hearing okay. About it we sure. like that. Rick, really appreciate the time you've taken for us. Obviously, it's an extraordinarily complicated situation yeah. that we're dealing with, with no clear and direct answers. But thank you for coming on and sharing your insight with us. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Rick. My pleasure. Thanks, Rick. Take care, guys. Rick right. Schaefer, Bye-bye. former NFL agent, with us here on GCR. And again, like even within that, it's all very logical when you talk to an agent well but even within that it's a hey look this is what i would tell him to do what is he gonna do what is he yeah i there is so much there man there is just it is so loaded this situation and while i hear him that like it's it's not sensical for lamar jackson to sit out for the year to threaten that in hopes of saying look we know what situation you're in too would make all the sense in the world to me. Like, I, why wouldn't you attempt to weaponize that and say, you've got your back against the wall in this process. We've seen the way things look for you guys. You're, you know, to say, well, we could do this all again next year. Why? <laughs> like, why would you, the fear the Ravens, continue to sink that much of your cap into playing this game with Lamar Jackson? It's a mess, man. It is a mess. But we've got, um, we've got the entire gym. That's what we've got. All right, we may or may not be squeezing Mike Greenberg in before the show is over. It's complicated. He had to delay, and there's a limit to how far we're going to delay and just just hang out. We're going to do tidbit, we'll do tubular, and we'll kind of see where we are at that point. And if Mike Greenberg's ready to join us, he'll join us. If not, he'll probably join us on Monday show, if I had to guess, will be the way that that ends up playing out. Today's show is brought to you. By Birdland Sports, where they've got so much great gear available for you. And I know you're thinking to yourself, boy, baseball season is just around the corner. 
There's still time for you to get your order in and have it in time for opening day. There is still time for you to order, for example, your uh, Felix Batista the Mountain shirt, if that's the one that you're looking for. Wow. You can get Go that right now. It. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, 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 like that. That's Whoa. a good shirt. That's even wow. better. You're suggesting that's a better shirt than I like this that. one is. Yeah. yeah. All right, that one I do like. The 2023 World Series champ shirts, the uh, the birds are coming shirt. Does Greenberg have number 74? Is it taken oh, by somebody? I, I think it was taken by uh, something is the answer. Billy Ray Smith. One. Yeah, something. Well, hang on a second. I'll pull up what 74, 74. was in Greenberg's book. I'll get there. I, well, maybe you made the on. argument for uh, Muhammad Ali. Because what because was what did 74 represent for Muhammad Ali? That's was, the first name in this chapter. It was maybe when the when a certain fight was. Oh, uh, he says Billie Jean King because what, the 70? year nineteen seventy four. What? Is that when she won? Uh, no, wait, Jen, no, no, no. Ali Frazier was in seventy four. That's the mm, reason why okay. he went with with uh, Ali first number seventy four was Ali Frazier in nineteen seventy four. Anyway, the moral of the story being, Birdland Sports has great shirts, great gear. It's all available for you right now. BirdlandSports.com. It's by Birds fans for Birds fans. Prices much cheaper than the big guys and a better selection and the quality remains the same. Birdlandsports.com. Get your order in now. Have your gear in plenty, plenty of time for opening day. What you got for us for a tidbit? Uh, okay, I did mention I have a few more Keith Noel uh, tidbits. What's this Route 66 hat? Uh, fantasy baseball team. Oh, is oh, it? Is okay. Fantasy. All right. Good. You made hats for it? I'm ready. Oh, okay. Uh, before I get to Marquise Noel, uh, UConn, they have now won their first three games by 15 or more points in the tournament. Uh, the they've last been, time... They have been world beaters. Yes, the last time Connecticut did that, 2004, and uh, they did go on to win a national that title. Was that was their year. second national title. Yes. How about that? That um, was the... That would have been the Karan Butler's title that year, if I remember correctly. I believe be that's the one. Yeah. Because there was... The, like, you can almost do it by player with UConn. There's Rip Hamilton's year, there's Karan Butler's year, there's Kemba Walker's year... And there's Shabazz Napier's year, right? Like that's the way that you kind of do it with the UConn titles. All right, just yeah. go, just keep yeah. going. Just keep, uh, you don't right. know. Just keep I don't going. know. It's fine. Marquise Noel, so he scored or assisted on 63 of Kansas State's uh, 98 points. That is 64. percent It's the most points created by a player in a tournament game since. Same as, give me those numbers one more time. I feel like I'm, we over, we undersold that. Say that number one more time. 63 points were created by uh, Marquise Noel. Of the 98 scored by the Wildcats uh, against Michigan State last night, that is 64%. Most points created in a tournament game by a player since tracking began of this uh, in 2010. Um, so, and the 19 assists are most in a tournament game since uh, that stat became since assist became official, I guess, in the NCAA. Uh, and he passed. You want to try to guess who he passed? Who had 18 in the 1987 Final Four? 1987 Final Four. Had so UNLV, yeah, it was UNLV. Yeah, it was Stacy Augman, no, it was Greg Anthony, Mark Wade. Oh, okay, Mark oh, Wade yeah. had 18 assists yeah. in 1987. He held that record for quite a long time, uh, until Marquis Noel last night. Uh, he is now also the fifth player with 15 points and 15 assists in an NCAA tournament game since assists, uh, again became official in 1984. Uh, he joins four other players, uh, the most recent of which did it in 2019 with. Murray State would would have to be Ja. That would have to yeah. be Ja Morant. So he joins Earl Watson in 2000, Sam Crawford in 1993, and Keith Smart in 1987. It's pretty pretty. Um, I mean, look, I, the, not all those names jump off the page, but like, right. man, 
15, know, 15. It's remarkable. Just does not happen. Just remarkable. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then finally, I'm going to do a baseball one here since Stan's here today. Uh, one of the rule changes that we haven't, you know, talked too much about is the shift ban, and uh, and kind of one of the reasons. So, codified a tweet the other week, uh, and they were kind of looking into, you know, why they want to ban the shift, and it's because over uh, over. Hold on, lost my stat for a second. Over, okay, so over uh, 11 qualified hitters last year batted under 220, which is the first time ever that. If you reach the qualifying, mm-hmm. bit, whatever the number is, mm-hmm. that yes. that that double digits have hit under two twenty. Uh, so I want to see if you guys can name the. Uh, by the way, 04 was definitely not Karan Butler. He was gone by then. It must have been Ben Gordon then that okay. carried them to that title. Sorry, go ahead. Ben Gordon. Yes. Uh, who are the Who were those eleven qualified hitters who hit under two twenty last year? Yes. How many of them were left-handed? Uh, one, two, all of them, three. Uh, for a good bit of them, yeah. Uh, not all of them. And Chris Davis retired. He was out of the game. He was out of the game. Chris Davis. Uh, how about low for the uh, Tampa Bay? Uh, no, not not low. Did, didn't he have a couple injuries? I don't think he qualified. Um, I'm trying to str- I really am struggling with who who. There is an Oriole. Mateo. Oh, not Mateo. Odor. Odor. Yes. Odor. Yeah. Odor. There's 11 of these guys. There's 11 of these guys. Under 220 quality. Aaron Hicks? Uh, not Aaron Hicks. Uh, yeah. This is one of those questions that's too good. Uh, hang on. Thank you, Stan. <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, what's his fa- Gallo. Uh, Gallo. No, not yeah. Joey Gallo. He didn't qualify. Really? Yeah. Wow. God. Um, there are two Dodgers, though. Is one of them a Cincinnati Red? No, not a Cincinnati Red. How about Jesse Winker? Jesse Winker on the list. 219, okay. just qualified uh, for under 220 with the Mariners. Dodger that would have qualified. Did Verdugo that? have a horrible year last year? No, Verdugo had a solid year Okay, Boston. Yeah. Right. Okay. thought I heard during a preseason game that somebody was talking. Mm-hmm. Um Schwarber. Schwarber is on this list with the uh, with the Phillies. He's batted two eighteen. But he had how many home runs? He had forty six. Okay, and that's, the, and that's what I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying trade. to think not, of that like all home run. That's yeah. what I'm trying to come up with on this list. Because if it's just a guy who had a stinky season and didn't do anything, I'm probably not going to remember it. There's one other guy who hit thirty. He hit thirty five home runs last year. Guy hit thirty five home runs. Rizzo? Not, no, not not Rizzo. This is a lefty. Yeah. He's on an NL Central team. Last year he was. Yelich? Not Yelich. Correct team, though. Rowdy Telez. Rowdy Telez. 35 home runs. Bet 219 as well. That's right. For the Milwaukee uh, Brewers. Wasn't paying attention to your clue there. Uh, Um. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to start. Oh, yeah, the two I know you're trying to drag time yeah. out for Mike Greenberg, but this Bellinger, is bad radio. Bellinger, Bellinger is Bellinger is one of them. Okay. Bellinger batted two ten last year with the Dodgers in a very down year. And Justin Hayward? Uh, no, no, not Jason Hayward, not Jason. Jason, Jason Hayward. Hayward. I mean, J- Jason Hayward. You kind of made Justin Upton and Jason Hayward the same player. Did I think is what you did. I do that sometimes. <laughs> right. Uh, right side of the infield, infielder for the Dodgers. Max right. Muncy. Max Muncy, yes. Max Muncy batted 196 last year. Wow, was it that bad? Yeah. God, I don't and he's so good he that a, they're moving him three... to third base right. where <laughs> he can't play third base. Right. Well, you know, that makes yeah. – boy, it's almost like they're not going to be a playoff team. Former uh, Oriole uh, in Detroit? John Scope? Jonathan Scope. Jonathan Scope. Yeah, oh, he was one of the right-handers. Yes, I didn't, re- I didn't realize it was that bad for John Another uh, former 
Orioles uh, system guy. Former Orioles the, system guy. In San Francisco. In San Francisco. Uh, Yastrzemski. Yes, yes yeah. Mike, Mike Yastrzemski batted 214. How uh, many are we have at now? Seven? Eight? Yeah, we have three more. Uh, three so more. we have a Cub, we have a Padre, and a Royal. A Cub. The Cub. A Padre and a Royal. Cub. Cub hit 25 homers last year. One of those corner infield guys. Uh, it's not him because he's gone. I was about to say Chris Bryant. How about Hosmer? Uh, not not Hosmer. Okay. He's not the Padre. 25 home runs. I don't know that I'm coming up with this. Yeah. Patrick Wisdom. Patrick Wisdom. Wisdom. Did not realize he hit under 220. Okay. 207. And then uh, Padres outfielder and then a rookie for the Royals last year, their rookie catcher. MJ Grisham, uh, Grisham is the Padre. Yes, okay, Trent, Trent Grisham. Grisham, and then MJ Melendez for the Royals. That a two two seventeen. That was Grisham too was good. That was too good a question. That was that was tough, man. That was it's it's hard to remember yeah. really stinky play. All right, here. Uh, so the Orioles just announced uh, Kyle Gibson as the opening day starter. Oh, is that official? Yes, yes, they made that official. I, mean, we, I think we all ago. assumed that. But. Yeah. Uh, it, the last time he was Rich Dubrov pointed this out. Last time he made an opening day start was April twenty twenty one with the Rangers. He faced the uh, Royals. He only got through eight batters before allowing five runs. Rough. Yeah. Uh, but he got one out. So how does this runs. shake out for who would start the home opener then? Because uh, there's six games before the home opener, correct? So who would be the... So whoever's the number two guy, I guess. Um, They're saying they didn't want Irvin to Swerving start Irvin? the game in Boston. But I don't understand why. Why I wouldn't mind him starting in Boston. Well, he would. Ha- so you're gonna hold him for the entire first. Bradish and Kramer in games yeah. two and three. I guess that would make Bradish in line to start yeah. the home opener then at yeah. that point. Or well, they go to Texas, after. right? Yeah. that's what I'm saying. So you yeah. go through the rotation yeah. Yeah. at one full time, and then presumably Gibson would start the third game in Texas. No, Gibson the yeah, third yeah. game in Texas. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. it would be Bradish, I guess, to come yeah. back around yeah. to start the home opener. That's what at I'm that thinking. Point. Bradish or Kramer, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess that's what uh, he is go. the second Oriole to make his debut with the team on opening day as the pitcher since 2010 or third. Sorry, he's the third. So there are two more Orioles. You're going to ask me to try to remember who some of yeah. these. There's two. Well, started, guy in 2010. started their debut in tw- in 2010. The Orioles are really bad in 2010, bro. For me to try to remember who was and then also 2020. Great! You picked two of the worst mm-hmm. possible. The or- <laughs> the, the 2020 it was not even a real baseball season. You want me to remember who, who was the start- Orioles' opening day starter? In 2020? Left-hander. Keegan Aiken? Not Keegan Aiken. His debut with the team. Zimmerman. Tommy Malone. Oh, sure. How could uh, I not remember such an electric moment? Two-ton Tommy Malone. (laughs) What's it to remember that Tommy Malone started opening day in 2020? And then in 2010, of course, Kevin Millwood. Sure. (laughs) Made his uh, debut as the opening day starter for the Orioles. He pitched a very uh, good, decent game. (laughs) I'll choose to believe you. I don't remember anything about opening day 2010, unfortunately. I was probably there. I just don't remember anything about it. All right, that was Tidbit. Tidbit was brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Tubular is uh, just a reminder that gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit, stay within it. Remember that if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or visit helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 
All right, tonight, uh, NCAA tournament, TBS, San Diego State, Alabama at 6.30, Princeton, Creighton after that. CBS, Miami, Houston at 7.15, then Xavier, Texas is the late game tonight. Um, tomorrow, the two games are now set. They're both on TBS. First up, Florida Atlantic, Kansas State at 6.09. Gonzaga, UConn, which should be a hell of a game, uh, immediately follows that. Both games on TBS. Of course, tomorrow, uh, NCAA Women's Tournament, Notre Dame, Maryland, 11.30 a.m. on ESPN for that one with Debbie Antonelli on the call. Uh, also tomorrow, there is the UFC card that we talked about, and Baltimore's own Tucker Lutz is on the uh, pre-card or whatever. You, He's the featured prelim. He's the featured so prelim. So probably around like 6.30. Which will be on ESPN. You will be able to watch that on ESPN. Tucker Lutz taking on Daniel Pineda as part of the UFC Fight Night festivities, a Baltimore fighter in action. Uh, local lacrosse this weekend. Tomorrow, Penn State, Maryland, 5 o'clock. Hopkins is at Michigan at 7 o'clock, but both of those games are on Big Ten Network, so you can watch them. Uh, Loyola's on the road at Army at noon on ESPN+. Plus. Navy's at Holy Cross at noon on ESPN+. Plus. Towson's at home tomorrow at noon against... What's the weather supposed to be like tomorrow? Is it supposed to get any better? Because I, I, I would actually I'm take inclined my... inclined to say yes, but... If it was if it was nice, I would take my kids out. But if it's like this, obviously I will not be doing that. Actually, UMBC's at home as well tomorrow against Merrimack. UMBC's been pretty good this year. Uh, both those games at noon. And then we got a big one tomorrow night. Uh, Stevenson hosting Salisbury. Always a big rivalry game for those teams. No, the weather's going to stink. More rain, yeah. Awesome. We will not be doing be those warmer, things. warmer, though. I get a nice weekend. Is that too much to ask Sunday's for? supposed to be beautiful. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Stevenson hosting Salisbury. Uh, go MustangSports.tv for that. Uh, everything else, I think you can go to GlennClarkRadio.com and find it there. Nothing that particularly stands out. Oh, the CONCACAF Nations League opens tonight. TNT for the U.S. and Grenada. You throw out all the records whenever those two countries get together. Everybody knows that. Anything non-sports-wise that stands uh, out? Just a couple things. Well, there is one sports thing. Prime vi- Amazon Prime is going to have a, uh, a Ridgy Jackson documentary just called Ridgy. Okay. Comes out to, comes out today. All right. Um, is it just a one like off or is it a yeah, series? Yeah, it's just a one off. Okay. Yeah, just one right. one off documentary called Ridgy. All right. And then um, Hulu has a new show. Of course, let's say that correctly. Orioles legend. Orioles legend. Reggie Jackson. Jackson. Let's show yes. the man the due Sorry. respect that he deserves. Orioles icon Reggie Jackson. A new show called Up Here on Hulu. It's like a musical about two people who fall in love in the 90s in New York City. I'm good. Th- thank you. Love I'm is good. Blind season 4 on Netflix. Also good. You got these well here's the thing. I, this I, shows I'm aware of the premise of okay. this show. Like they're, they're the attractive people yeah, right, yeah, and they're know. they're like I want to be loved for who I am, okay. not okay. For I'm aware of the premise. No. Uh, Knock at the Cabin uh, comes to streaming. That's on Peacock, so you can watch that for free on Peacock now. I, I said, do you understand what highlights are? Do when I say highlights, do you know what that means? New episode of uh, Lucky Hank. Oh, I did watch Lucky uh, Hank. How was it? What's Lucky Hank about? It's the Bob. It's Bob Odenkirk's new show on AMC. So I immediately, love Bob of course, right? As soon as I hear that, I'm inclined to watch. I think the problem is you psych yourself up for the idea that it's going to be like a Breaking Bad or a Better Call Saul. It ain't that. Yeah, it's totally different. It's wildly different. Now, is it a comedy? Ish. It's a kind of dramedy with some. It's some dry comedy mixed into a show about Bob. He plays a college professor who's later in his life and is very bored with his job. Does not care. Like he, he just does not care anymore. But he's been around. He's got tenure. There's no reason for him to leave. And there's some good dry comedy in there. Diedrich Bader is a part of the show. I do like Diedrich Bader. Uh, the guy that played Oscar from The Office is part of it. Oh. I like him. There is good 
There are, but it's it, on AMC. It's on AMC. Oh, good. I watch an episode. I'm willing to keep up with it, but just don't convince yourself that it's something that it isn't. It is, is it a half hour? I think or it was an hour. Okay. I think it was an hour, if I remember correctly. Um, it was fine. I, yeah. I'm willing to continue to watch Lucky Hank. He's, compa- he's That's a the, Really, all it is is I like Bob Odenkirk so what much. What was that movie point. that he Nobody. did last year? It was brilliant. Br- it, it was great. Brilliant. It. It's yeah. one of the best movies of this. It, like, is it better than Cocaine Bear? I don't know. Cocaine Bear was a lot of fun, Stan. Cocaine Bear was a lot of yet, fun. Yet. You should watch Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear was a lot of fun. It's absurdly silly. It's ridiculous. But it's so much fun that it makes up for right. all of the problems right. that you might have yeah. with it. It yeah. is a romp. Was it technically Ray Liotta's last? So movie? that was that what was, everybody was saying. But yeah. when but you he go, had done, there, he had done other. Things. There are some other things that are still in production that involve. Now, was he? Did he have a significant role in those other things? This might be his like last significant his last role Ray Liotta of his career. Yeah. Um, I've, I've asked you this question: Did you ever see, arguably? Um, Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini's last film. No, but everybody the, the told me drop. it was wonderful. I need to watch that. The Drop is absolutely great. Thomas Hardy's in it. Okay. Oh, and R- Rumi. Uh, Rami Malek. No, Rumi. The, oh, Mara. The woman. Ma- Rumi no. Mara. No, the woman who played in the, uh, Numi, the, the uh, Rumi Capaci no, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, she uh, played Rapace. in the the remake of the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Okay, Rumi. all right, all right. I don't I might know have the know. first name wrong. Yeah, I don't. Not Rooney Mara. Numi. Numi, uh, Ru- Ru- I, I think. Numi, that's yeah. a She's in it. It's great. Absolutely great. Okay, all right. The drop. I'll put it on. I will. Add, I need Thomas to. Hardy's. I fabulous. need to watch because I have had a lot of people tell me over the years that it was definitely a, a worth spending my time with. Uh, I had, you know what? I never watched either. I never watched the Many Saints of Newark. Did you ever watch it? No, never I liked seen it. that. I liked it. I mean, it was I, it was so mixed just, the response that I got yeah. from people about it. I mean, it, it was like, it was fine. Like it's not like it wasn't like an an actual episode of Sopranos. I mean, it was obviously I'll, I'll modernized. Give you, I'll, but, gi- I'll give you an older film that rem- is reminiscent in 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 just the feel of it. The Friends of Eddie Coyle. Have you ever seen that with Robert Mitchum? Okay. Oh God! All right, all right. I'll what a great movie! I mean, when you haven't seen Soprano, when you haven't had Sopr- new Sopranos in like ten, ten plus years, many scenes. So I thought it was was serviceable. Uh, look, and I'm was, not saying I wouldn't want. Yeah. I didn't feel great about El Camino. Like it was just mm-hmm. fine. But I was kind of happy to have Aaron Paul back in my life a little. Have Jesse back in my life a little bit. Like I, it was serviceable for me to do El Camino. I probably would find myself. And now it's obviously a different concept because it's different characters and many saints of Newark, but I would probably do it. Yeah, plenty of Easter eggs, you know. That Wait, does, John Wick, does John Wick come out this weekend? Yes, it does. Son of a bitch. John Wick John is today. John Wick 4, right? Oh, I do need to watch John Wick. That absolutely has to happen at some point this week. Well, now that I can't take my kids to uh, lacrosse tomorrow, I will spend my afternoon watching John Wick. Nice. That will yeah. be the plan instead. Go for it. Uh, Succession Season 4 is also the final, the, the new thing. Uh, Coming out. That starts, starts on Sunday. Starts on Sunday night okay. on HBO. Yes, All Succession right. season four. I guess the final season is what people are kind of rumoring. We're oh, not sure. That? Yeah, we're not sure. I, I there might be another. I genuinely don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, I will look forward to it. It'll be a little emotional watching John Wick two with Lance Reddick being gone. Now, yeah. Man, like ah, yeah. God, that'll sting. All right. Well, we tried, Griffin. We did our best. It's just it wasn't meant to be. So it is. Hopefully, Mike Greenberg will join us on Monday. Hopefully, that will be the case. If you haven't picked up the print issue of Pressbox yet, go ahead and get it right now for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms and at the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox or read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. Gunnar Henderson's on the cover. And don't forget, 
PressBoxOnline.com slash offers is the best place to go to get all of the great sign-up bonuses that are available, including Bet Fred, bet $50, get up to $1,111 in bonus Fred bets. But you got to go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. Power rankings early next week. Should be Monday. Monday should be Monday. You will be hanging out with Ross on Monday night. Monday night, we'll probably have Ken Singleton. And on. Thursday night, we hope to have Jeff Zeri back on. Okay, great. So who will clarify the entire oh, Lamar Jackson? Yes, he'll be able to explain everything now to a T. Does Jeff know about the Lamar meter? Oh, I'm, I, I would imagine that he does. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that worth he's, it, if he's worth right. His yeah, salt. how could anybody in this town not know about the Lamar meter? <laughs> Um, and then you'll be on with the boys tomorrow morning on the battery. That is correct, sir. 10 to noon, Paul and Zach talking baseball with you right here. Thanks today to Rick Schaefer. Thanks also to Debbie Antonelli. We'll get that up in the greatest hits section of the Oh, my God, it's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. We'll have whoever we have on Monday. Maybe Mike Greenberg. Who knows? Thanks, everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, the Baltimore County Police Department, Problem Gambling, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, CCBC, Birdland Sports, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass on Twitter. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you need me Monday to unveil my power rank. We will. I, I, you know what? By, by the way, maybe we'll just have you do Mike Greenberg's hit. Maybe we'll just have you debate numbers with us for, could, for, for 20 minutes as well. All right, and Stan will be in uh, for me next Friday. So uh, if you say, I would enjoy that show if it was more Stan and less Glenn, next Friday is your day. That will be the day for you. All right, have a... Griffin, the Lamar meter's coming down. Oh, my Friday. God. What? That's it. We worked That's hard it. on that. That is bold. We You're worked gonna hard do, on that. To poor Gwen's chili bowl? You're going to do that to her? All that effort she put in? My Jeez. God. All right. Wipe down, you mean you're just going to like move the meter down to 100? Or, That's or, what he meant. You know, He's going to move the meter Physically down, down but up. All right, thank, have a great weekend. Go Maryland women. Go local lacrosse teams. Duke sucks.